Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage at Radio. I am Gabriel Moretzi, kicking it uh, right now. Manhattan slash New Jersey, the Raging Redhead holding it down. Cam Stewart, what's up, Cam? What's happening, Morenzi? Yeah, I hope uh, things are going good, buddy. Good college weekend, and uh, I got some live bets in the U.S. Open in your backyard now. Isner and Del Potro, these guys are sweating bullets, and it looks like it might go five. Yeah, it's pretty humid uh, in the city uh, this week, uh, Cam. I know the tennis players are having a hard time uh, battling uh, through this. There was a dude in my hotel. I was talking to him in in the elevator the other day. I saw a bunch of uh, U.S. Open swag. And uh, I'm in an upscale, uptight hotel, so um, no one really talked to him, right? So I was on it, It's total opposite of Vegas elevators. Like, you know, you talk to everybody and stuff. It's all uptight, rich dudes. So the guy, like, it's all quiet. I look over, and I'm like, oh, you were at uh, U.S. Open today? He was like, oh, he got so excited when I asked him about it. Yeah, he said it was 160 bucks for the Serena. Saw Serena on Sunday, and the Milos Ronick. And um, and John Isner, so 160 bucks for the day on Sunday. It's one of those deals where I'd like to get out there, but you know I'm pretty busy, dude. I've got shows like 18 hours a day. <laughs> hey, hate to say it, Marenzi, not only only busy too, sweating bullets for that type of money too. Just 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 wait a little bit. There'll be lots of time to do stuff. It's NFL Week One. You're busy, man. You're working seven days a week. You're doing everything. I don't know how you do it, man. I told you, you're you, you're part machine. I think you get an oil change when you go to the doctor. But uh, anyway, it's it's going to be a wicked week, man. I can't wait for NFL. I've already put laid it down with the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons. The line was four game, and now you know with the quarterback uh, questions in Philadelphia, two and a halfs out there. So I think we got the best side of the line. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool college weekend. Uh, bad news for uh, some A. CC teams like Miami and Florida State, and good news for Clemson. Smooth sailing. You're talking to a Michigan fan, uh, Cam. Oh, so yeah. No, so yeah, I, yeah, I didn't want to bring yeah. Gabe. Gabe, I'm your buddy. You know, so I don't it, like wasn't, the, it wasn't yeah. a good college football weekend. Yeah, like, no, I, I Michigan try- were humiliated. I, I get it, Marenzi. I was just, I, I don't want to. I lost, 700, oh, I lost yeah. $750 on the game. No, 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 no. Yeah, and you know, the bad thing is I had, no. a really good, I had a really good start. Like, it was pretty yeah. famous. Like, I'm crushing college football. But, um, no, I, I went out to the Meadowlands. You would have loved it, actually. we got to get you down here sometime. We'll come hang out. That'd be great. So I've been to a football game, like, at the Meadowlands before, right? I've been to a Jets game before. I've never been to a Giants game. But I've been to a Jets game. And but I've never been to the Meadowlands racetrack, Cam. So I went oh, to the Meadowlands. God. I went to the racetrack on Saturday. Amazing! <laughs> and it was Saratoga, and um, I went to the FanDuel sportsbook. So the FanDuel sportsbook is actually in the Meadowlands, like horsebook. And I got to tell you, man, I've been a lot of horsebooks before, bro. But this was over the top, like gorgeous, man. No, not gorgeous, like rowdy. <laughs> Oh, rowdy! It's even yeah. better. Nice. Yeah, yeah, like 
Nice, like you're, nice. used, you're used to horse books at Shula's Joe's or in, late, yeah. in Las Vegas where everyone's sort of friendly and stuff. It's New York City, Cam. Not everyone's friendly. No, <laughs> no, no. I told someone so, so wicked. You pull into the Meadowlands. It's New Jersey and Soprano style and stuff. So you pull into the Meadowlands. And, you know, the, so the old giant stadium's gone. I don't know. It's like a weird piece of metal and stuff. I don't know what the hell it is. So it's like the, the stadium's gone. But they got, like, the new stadium. It's like this massive facility. And I'd been to the football game there, but I got wasted in the parking lot, and I don't really remember much. I didn't really see anything besides, you know, the Bills lose to the Jets. <laughs> so I'd never seen, like, the Meadowlands racetrack is, like, on the other side of the stadium. So this time, it's, and you can't make this up. So the Meadowlands racetrack, Kim, the New York Giants practice facility is, like, right beside the track. Amazing. Yeah, so the Giants practice facility is there, and you keep on driving, and then you just see this this bar, and you see the Meadowlands racetrack, and it says Victory Sports Bar. And I looked over at my boy John Lerner, and I said, man, how many bad decisions have been made in this place? And I just sort of thought, <laughs> I sort of thought of, like, John Gotti and, like, the New York betting, and, like, think about it, Cam, like, Decisions made in that victory sports bar at the Meadowlands racetrack have cost people lives before. Without oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. There's deaths because of that. Oh, that's a that's a black hole of death and despair, man. And there's a and you said it. There's a lot of places where you could take somebody who pisses you off, right? Well, that's like of I told Carton. I told Carton that this morning. I said, man, it made me think of Gotti and people getting whacked out at the Meadowlands. <laughs> he goes, dude, people have been whacked at the Meadowlands. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so, so. Inside, inside the um, the food's terrible there. It's like the worst. I don't know. Really? I think I, I huh. think I ate, I think I ate rat for the first time. I think I had rat wings. <laughs> I'm not even sure they were chicken wings. So rat wings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and I love chicken wings. You know, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, you know, like the Chinese restaurant might sneak in frogs legs every now and then, right? Like, like no, no, these were like rat legs. I think so. So inside the, but inside the Meadowlands, so they got the racetrack and man, it was rowdy, man. But they have the FanDuel Sportsbook. So it was my first first trip out, man. First weekend, I made it out to the sportsbook on Saturday, and I took liberty. Remember, we talked about it with Mark Lawrence, and Lawrence loved liberty, and I was liberty, on liberty or and, death, liberty or yeah. death. So liberty hit, and man, I had too many vodka and screwdrivers and orange juice. Uh oh. Yeah, it started to kick in. I was at the FanDuel book. I was doing a podcast live from there, New York style. Next thing you know, like, I started doubling and tripling up on Michigan. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I started out, don't bet with your heart, Marenzi. Bet the exact same amount on every game, even though it's Michigan. Then I was like, well, let's just put a little more on Michigan. And then for some reason, I was like, let's just put another 500 on Michigan. And I was like, oh, and I knew right away we were going to lose the game, but... I got it back, not all of it, but I got a lot of it back on the way out with Navy and Hawaii. How about Navy, Cam? They, they were 17-point underdogs against Colorado State. They went out right. They're 10-point underdogs against Navy. They went out right. It's unbelievable. Hawaii. Hawaii no, yeah, yeah. I know. I told you when I was sitting at the, the blackjack table, Marenzi, I, I told you I was playing with this old Hawaiian lady. And, man, not only was she smart about football, she counted cards. And her kid went there. And I was it's just listening. And the whole time she's like, listen. I don't really bet on too much on sports, but I love the hometown team, Hawaii. The kids love the coach. They love them. They love them more than June Jones. Anybody that's ever been there, like family. She goes, I'm telling you, and, and that's what she said. Colorado State, don't even worry about it. But Hawaii, usually when they, Gabe, I can't believe it. You're talking that. This isn't like a five-point dog, a seven-point dog. Like, this is crazy stuff. And that's no, the they've won two between, games. 
Yes, they've won yes. two games by a combined plus 27 on the point spread. Exactly. Like seven, 17 points and 10 points. Like, that's monster stuff. Like, if you... Oh. You, 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 Hawaii Moneyline players, and you know somebody did it twice, figured, oh, I hit it the first time, let me do it again. Yeah, it re- re- really is. To me, they're actually the story of the season I so agree. far. Them and the fact that the season's over, Cam, and let's just give the title to Alabama. <laughs> actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree, Marenzi, with you. Um, what, maybe the, Clemson? No, I'm actually going to say I know it's week one, and a lot of us who, who did really well, except for a couple games, liked Florida Atlantic going into that game. That line went to 19. I watched that game. I got the Amazon stick now, so I was watching about seven games. But I just kept on coming back. No, it's fantastic, Marenzi. I came back, and Oklahoma, I know the announcers, Gus Johnson and them, they get a little bit crazy, but they do look different. The defense looked really, really prepared. Florida Atlantic is not a bad team. They had a great running back, too. But Oklahoma in the first quarter of that game, I think the Sooners are scary. I know uh, Baker Mayfield's gone, man, but just they didn't give. The one thing about them was you saw Georgia. They shredded them. But the defense, that was the thing. We knew they could score. They have weapons all over the board, so don't count out the Sooners. It's well, the early, thing, It's early, but they look good. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Oklahoma is, listen, the Big 12, their schedule is, is not that challenging. That's I think true. the Big 12 That's is true. kind of down this year. You know, all that talk about, ooh, Texas this and Texas that, same oh. crap with Texas. So... Oklahoma probably does get to the playoff, Ken, to be honest. Yep. I mean, and then what, what happens when they get there? I mean, anything can happen in, in, in a two-game scenario. So we'll take a look at the numbers. Big man on campus will join us in a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll talk uh, college football. We'll talk a little NFL. This is Philadelphia Eagles kickoff on Thursday night, as Cam alluded to. Man, big line move. You could have got the Falcons at about plus four and a half about yeah. 10 days ago, a week ago or so. Now Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles hasn't really played well in the preseason, and what it is, like I said, uh, we 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 um, we're on with Carton today. What what a what a um, we've been on the Carton show before, and even in studio in the past camp. But good synergy today happened to be Carton's hundredth show at the network. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I make yeah, we make our debut on a hundredth show, but. Carton was saying that the Falcons are his lock of the week. <laughs> you know what? He, he used the term lock. He oh, used no, it loose. Like he, lo- <laughs> he used it loosely. He was joking. But he basically brought up about how he loves the Falcons. And I said, yeah, I like the Falcons too. But a lot of people do, as we see the spread has now come down all the way to two. And, and, and on the money line, it's only plus 115. So basically, like the Falcons need to win the game. You're only getting two points. Wouldn't surprise me if we went down more. But I told the story, and I compared this to Cinderella. And I'm not really great with, you know, with um, fairy tales and stuff. Yeah. Glass slippers, yeah, yeah. No, not your thing. Yeah, you know, my parents didn't read them to me too much. No, no, uh, you got but that. I do, <laughs> but I do know that Cinderella, the glass like uh, broke, the slipper broke at midnight, right? Or she That's turned correct. back in. Yeah, she turned into the, the 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 prince turned into a pumpkin or whatever. Yeah. All that stuff combined into one. Nick Foles had a nice little run last year, he but did. Nick Foles is not a good quarterback. Yeah. He's been he's around forever. Have... <laughs> he's an average quarterback, and whatever. He had a big run. That the, the, he, he didn't have to do anything against the Vikings. The Eagles played so good, and he played great in the Super Bowl. But it doesn't mean that he's going to play great on Thursday night, and the Falcons really should have beaten these guys last year. It's hard to entrust the Falcons with big money, but I do like the Falcons in this game. 
No, I'm with you, but Gabe, the thing is, we got to get the right side of the number, and and right now that number's gone. So you're either going to lock it in if it's two and a half, and you want to make it three, do because I don't think it's going to get better than that. I'm in on four. If you got four and a half, good for you. Just sit back, and that's what we're not going to do this year. We're not going to reach. We want to get the best sides of the number, and I'm not going to go wow. You know, if the line keeps on going from four to like one or one and a half, I'm not going to be that guy to buy it at one and a half. We get it early, we sit and we wait, and you know what? It's going to be a positive unit year, man. We're, I told you, yeah, and you warned me too, like. A a lot of things. I, I heard your voice inside my head when I was thinking about doing these college teasers. Sure, it worked on Friday night for me with Colorado and Syracuse, but you see all these teams minus 19, winning by 56. You could take these dogs and teasers. College teasers are a recipe for burnt units, so be very careful, Gabe. I've locked in a couple NFL games early like Baltimore. I hate to go against your Bills at 6.5. The line is now 7.5. I'm trying to find the best sides of these numbers and just stay put. And I know we're both working uh, the football Sundays, so it's going to be nice to watch these games, get on the radio at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and hopefully our fantasy teams and bets go well. Yeah, we're both on Sundays, but I see we're not together. No, I know. They, yeah, you I know, and your they, boy Kurtz. Yeah, yeah, you and Kurtz are becoming tight. Yeah, me, me, and, me and Long Island Rage. No, Kurtz, Kurtz is a good guy, too. He's telling me about his man cave game. He's got three TVs. I'm like, I was really jealous of Kurtz when he was telling me, like, he's got a really good situation going on there. I go, when I come out to visit uh, Gabe, we got to go over to Kurtz's man lair because it sounds like a real winner. It sounds yeah. great, Brancy. You know, Kurtz is a uh, he's a hockey referee, too. He's a rec league referee. Yeah, he told me. I asked him if anyone, like, beat him up before. He's like, no, no, I get respect in the league and stuff. He says guys tell him to F off, but it's never come to violence. Yeah, I know. Like, Kurtz is a beer league referee, but I like him even more. Guy's amazing. <laughs> people tell him to F off. I go, has anybody ever attacked you? He's like, nah, people tell me to F off or you're a clown, a bad call or whatever, but no, no physical violence. I go, that's nice. I go, referees in our beer league used to get beat up, so Kurtz must be doing something right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we've got, we've got uh, so starting this Sunday, we might as well announce it. In fact, I've actually got the, uh, the schedule right here. Let me. Uh, it's a good schedule. So nice here schedule, it is, guys. This is, you know, this is uh, brand new. We're announcing it right now. So uh, this is the Sunday NFL Fantasy Sports Radio, YouTube, and I don't know, man. There's TV. It's all over the place. Right? I don't even know anymore. Uh, but it's everywhere. If you, if you follow the network, it's everywhere. So Sunday morning, start off your morning with my boy Mike Blewett at 8 a.m. in studio with the king, Scott Engel, and uh, the fantasy guru, Jim Day who uh, will sometimes be in studio, sometimes on remote. So it's basically Mike Blewett, Scott Engel, and then Jim Day joins them for some fantasy uh, advice from 8 until 10 a.m. And then at 10 a.m., Corey Parson and yours truly step into the studio. Ooh, nice, nice tag team there. You and Parson? That's a good, yeah. that's good, good party team. Good party team. Yeah, we joined Mike Blewett from 10 oh, to 1. Nice, nice. That's good, 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 good crew. Good yeah, 10, 10, 10 to 1. Nice. And then Blewett leaves since he's going to be on the air since 8 a.m. And then me and Corey Parson take over. And Chris Welsh uh, joins us. So uh, then I'm going to be on from 10 until 4. <laughs> wow, what a day. <laughs> wow, Marenzi, you need some more motor oil, the synthetic stuff. Man, you're yeah, gonna I'm, be I'm like, you're gonna be your pistons are gonna be hot. I'm like Bender in Futurama. Man. <laughs> I know, seriously, squeak, squeak. Like, I got to be honest, I'm hardcore. Yeah, I'm hardcore. Is, you know, yeah. you know how hardcore I am. But even I me, do. I know. Even right, me, yeah. I told Cardano, I was like, dude, like you's kind of. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, I, yeah. I was like, like you know. we're gonna have to talk a little bit. I, yeah. I get you. I get you. Because now, you know what it is. 
He goes, he's got me from 10 to 1 and then from 1 to 4. I told him point blank. I said, bro, I need an hour off. Exactly. Yeah. You need so I'm going to go. I'm going to go 10 to 1. And hey, guys, we'll see you back at the half. And Welsh and Parson can talk for a little bit. I got to get my bets in. I got to eat That's lunch. A I, great I gotta, point. You know, great point. I got I to take my medicines and everything else. <laughs> yeah. I can't be sitting there for nine hours. I'm going to have like a nervous breakdown. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I know. Who's I was looking gonna, at the too. No, I got to get my like, I'm know. thinking, listen, I got three fantasy teams. I got a bad, I got DFS. I'm going to be on the air. But whatever. We've been doing this all yeah. our life. So they're long, they're long just, radio shifts. You can tell, yeah, they're not one hours, man. You're going long. Uh, I, I just basically said, listen, I need, I need an hour or something to get my bets in and handle my business. All right. Big man next. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, Radio, I'm Gabriel Morenci. I see ZZ Top still at the hotel. You like this, Cam? I was looking out the window yesterday, or two nights ago, and I saw like eight tour buses roll in. And I'm like, man, this ain't Blink-182. You know, they don't have like that many buses. It's a bigger band. But I haven't seen anyone else. I've only seen one of the dudes in ZZ Top. But they're still here. The buses are still out there. I don't know what he's doing. You know, I, ZZ Top's not playing here that I know of, yeah. unless they're on some TV show or something. Who knows, right? And they're hard to uh, kind of, uh, to, to you know, basically when you look at them, say you're in a police station in a lineup, you just got to find the guy without the beard. The other guys kind of look like twins. It's hard to de- yeah, no, decipher no, no, exactly. them. Yeah, right? exactly. They're kind of older, though, right? Like the dudes, yeah. I was I, I was next to him at a hotel bar last night. He's not young. Like, he's, he's an older yeah. dude uh, right now. And I swear, I could be wrong, but... I could have. I think there's like some WWE wrestlers in the parking lot right now too. But well, WWE was in Toronto. I think New York might be their next stop. I know they had a couple. I could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be crazy. But there's some big ass dudes, and one of them looks like uh, what's the what's that guy? uh, ah, I forget. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. No, 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 not that big dude. The other stupid guy. They, you know, they, they turn off the lights and stuff when they come oh, in. Oh, the Wyatt brothers. Yeah, the yeah. Wyatt brothers. Well, you know, like the bald stooge dude that never really oh, does anything. Yeah. He's just oh, yeah. There. Okay, I think that's him. <laughs> yeah. The guy who lives in the swamp with the bad denim. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I think he's named yeah. Eric something. All right, let's yeah. bring Big Man to campus here. He will not know who we're talking no, he about. Won't. No, he won't. Wyatt's a good talker, but he's a horrible wrestler. So let's yeah, bring that, Big Man yeah. on campus in. Rightwager.com. Big man on campus, new site. Let's give him an opportunity to uh, tell the listeners about it. Uh, big man, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good stuff. Fantastic. Good stuff. Well, I'm not fantastic, but I'm doing all right. Yeah. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good, Marenzi. Feeling pretty good. I got to tell you guys, you sound way better farther away. 
You know what it is, Big Ben? Well, you think the quality is the audio where he sounds better, even though I'm in a hotel room right now even? Gabe, I'm I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I got got a new board because I didn't want to chintz out. I'm like, you know what? You're working seven days a week. I went to our boys. I got the same board that we had before. I, I upgraded instead of the cheap cables. I got the thick ones. And I'm telling you. A little bit of the, spend an extra 30, 40 bucks. It's going to pay for itself, buddy. I'm at my girlfriend's right now. Her Wi-Fi is not great. I got the power stick in. I'll tell you, Gabe, like, so far, so good. Knock on wood, our boy Zhang hopefully keeps us on the air. But, no, you and Big Man, everybody sounds crisper. Like, when we were at the yeah, other no, place, I don't know. It's so, going on. It's weird. So far, so, far, so good. <laughs> yeah, so far, so yeah, good. Yeah, knock on wood, you guys sound really good. You guys know where the knock on wood? Someone told me this the other night. Do you know where, where the knock from? on wood? Yeah, what does it mean? Yeah, where where'd it come no. from? It's like uh, the Irish, they knock on the wood to wake up the leprechauns to ask them if uh, it's safe and there's good well, luck. Well, it worked on so Saturday. They, they, they knock. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's brutal. Yeah, Jim, Jim, great, great job. Great job, Harbaugh. By, by good, Michigan. Good game. Shea, ha- Shea Patterson, <laughs> the play, the play calling, the defense, the penalties, the Ridiculous. everything. What a, what a train wreck, Michigan. It was a train wreck. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, they weren't prepared at all. I mean, they they were bad penalties. It just seemed like they weren't. They treated it almost like a. They weren't prepared. You're right. That's the best yeah, way of putting it. it. I don't know how else to really say it, but I mean, you know, eventually we gotta like come to the realization that that Jim Harbaugh is just an average coach. I mean, this guy really acts like it's the '70s still, and you can run this you know, old school offensive crap. It doesn't work. I mean, get the training wheels off to Shea Patterson and let him run around a little bit. The problem that you have, guys, is their offensive line is struggling. Ed Warner kind of sold this bill of goods that they had this really good offensive line, and they looked uh, very poor on Saturday. Uh, they weren't good up front. They couldn't run the ball. Um, you know, I thought throwing the ball. I, I, for these people blaming Patterson, I think you're watching a different football game. Um, you know, look, unfortunately, he just didn't really have a ton of help. I mean, penalties on third downs. No, he didn't have a drive. lot of time to work with. He was running for his life. He, yeah, he was running sure. for his life. Um, and Harbaugh didn't put him in a position to succeed. You're right. Take the training wheels off. You got this hot shot coming over from the SEC. Use him. Right. I mean, the, the play calling was so unimaginative. You're right. It felt like a preseason game. Meanwhile, Kelly and Notre Dame went for the jugular on the first damn drive right out of the gate. Um, yeah. Looking at Michigan right now, they're laying 28 points. To, to Western Gabe, Michigan, I'm not ready to do that. Let, let me ask you a question, Gabe. I was also surprised that I thought the defense was, wasn't very good. I, I was Dude, surprised they looked slow, that, didn't they? They looked slow. Yeah. Like Notre Dame were getting to the edge all the time. Yeah, they were getting to the edge. They were, you know, outrunning corners. I mean, it didn't help that your star, your star safety got ejected in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah. That, that didn't you know what it reminded me of, though? And, and it's yeah. a correlation with a game we'll talk about in your Eagles. I remember last year with the, with the Vikings and the Eagles, Cam. And I remember, and the Vikings were a damn good football team, and Zimmer's a great coach. Yep. And after that Philadelphia Eagle game, when the Eagles just dissected them, the two of a man, everybody on the, because they admitted it. Harbaugh won't admit it. Harbaugh's not man enough to admit it. Mike Zimmer said after that game, he goes, man, did I ever just get out coached. And he said, everything I did, he knew. And he goes, I didn't know anything he was going to do. The Minnesota Viking players all yep. said after, they said, man, we got to tip our cap. They said, we're the best defense in the NFL, and we had no freaking idea what they were going to do. Yeah. And well, he said, no, we always sort of know what teams are going to do. He goes, they just, man. And I remember I remember Big Man and Cam, the Viking players tipped their cap to Peterson and Wright. They said, man, those guys called a good game. 
And you got to put, you know, and that's what sort of Notre Dame did. And I hate Brian Kelly, but they called a great game. Everyone thinks, oh, Wimbush can't pass the ball. Yeah, he well, can only he run. Deep. So what do they do? They open up with a 60-yard exactly. ball. You know, exactly. they actually played for the jugular. No, you said it, Marenzi. You, you said it, guys. Like, that's the thing. Sorry, big man. I was just going to just say before you jump in, like, the Notre Dame, and that's exactly what you do to a team like Michigan. Michigan thinks, well, you got a running quarterback back who can't throw, but and Minnesota did the same game. We talked about it. What did they do in that game? Trick plays, bombs, end arounds, all the other stuff. And Minnesota sitting there, they were in that game. Then, hey, boom, the Eagles score again. Then they put the game out of reach. They're at the half. They're going, what the hell are these guys doing to us? And you're right. Harbaugh should admit it, man. Notre Dame, it's basically like when you're gambling with house money, you go for it. You don't put it back in your pocket. You only have one chance to beat the casino. Lay it out there, right? big man go for it don't play scared and i thought wimbush was was very good in this game and similarly enough if you look at that minnesota eagles game andrew sandejo was out i believe in that game or he had it was it wasn't a full strength so you had two similar games where you know you don't have the safety in there that safety losing him was tough devin bush got injured at one point winovich is 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 extending drives off bad, roughing the passer penalty. Yep. Uh, this is a big two weeks for Michigan. And people are going to say, how's it a big week for Michigan? Well, they have Western Michigan and SMU, two absolutely horrific defensive teams. If they can't score against these teams, I don't know what to say. SMU may have a bottom five defense in the country. Western Michigan just And there's numbers coming down, points. big man, too. TCU, SMU, I don't see how we don't lay the points. How is this TCU sort of jump in and change from SMU into this game from Michigan? But I look at this game, and, you know, at times you're like, oh, I don't want to force the early game early in the week just because it's on the board. But I don't think SMU – I don't think that was an anomaly last week, big man. Do you see SMU turning this thing around? I mean, TCU should kick the snot out of these guys. I get it. I guess they get Ohio State, right, in in the following week. But – I mean, how does SMU play with TCU? Well, this game's interesting because I think a, a reason the total's going down is people are reading far too much into this hurricane that's making landfall. It's not going to get anywhere near Dallas. I mean, that I think people are kind of seeing rain and they're kind of equating that with it's going to affect this total. We have to remember, like I said, SMU is one of the worst defenses in the country. Sonny Dykes put zero emphasis ever on defense. And you look at last week, I mean, they gave up a ton of points to North Texas. TCU guys, they could be a real interesting football team this year. They have a really solid quarterback, Sean Robinson. He was the Gatorade player of the year in Texas. He's just they run a really quick offense again. He's kind of like Trevon Boykin. I think long-term he could be a, a really kind of similar player to Boykin when he was at TCU. I think SMU will score because they're just going to throw, throw, throw. That's kind of what they do. Uh, this game was a wild one last year. I think it was like 56-32, something like that. SMU has a, a way of hanging around. You also mentioned look-ahead game. You got Ohio State next week for TCU. Plus, this is a rivalry game. You know, SMU at home here, it's a Friday night. You have to figure you're going to get, if, if anything, a great offensive effort for them. Um, you know, TCU, though, is, is a much better football team. I would expect TCU to score 45, 50 points in this game. Big man, I, I want to, I yeah, like, guys, so I want, I want to talk to you, Gabe, about the team that I was talking about in we, we all do this. It's only one one week into the season. Let's not overreact to, like, what we saw and underreact. Some teams are going to play a lot better. It's only one week in, and I know we use that mantra for the NFL, too, but Oklahoma, 
beating down Florida Atlantic. I was talking to Gabe about how but the Sooner defense looked better. Conversely, I watched uh, UCLA. Thank oh, God, my God we got the over in that game. Oh, though. I know, I know. Thank God. And I'll tell Otherwise, you, though. You, it would have been a bloodbath for me. Gabe, what about this one? UCLA losing outright to Cincy. Wow. Your, boy, your boy Spike gets hurt, the former Michigan quarterback. An absolute train wreck for Chip Kelly. Now Oklahoma big man and Gabe laying 30 to the Bruins. Total 64 and a half. What do you think, guys? Big man, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was that they were probably my most impressive team last week. Agreed. I mean, the, the way they dismantled Oklahoma, Oklahoma dismantled uh, FAU. I mean, Gabe, you know better than anybody. FAU are a good football team. They, they could arguably be top three G five teams. Uh, Oklahoma the made them look like a high school team. You're right. They did. They, they totally did. Defensively, I, I was impressed with Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, they just kind of cruised. It was just one of those days where I think everything worked. We talked about that Eagle-Minnesota game. Same thing here. I mean, it seemed like everything uh, Lincoln Riley did worked. Um, you know, UCLA, I don't like Wilton Spade. You know Wilton Spade, Gabe. I just don't know how he really makes sense in that offense. I just don't see it. And keep in mind, Cincinnati doesn't have a legitimate quarterback either. I mean, they're just a, an average AAC team. Luke Fickle's still in a rebuild process there. It's a tough one. I would imagine we'd see some points. I would think you should like and get on the board here at least. I don't know if Oklahoma's defense is as good as maybe it led on in that game. Uh, I still think, you know, at the end of the day, you have some good athletes. Chip should attack them. Uh, it's a tough game. I'm not running to lay 30 with them. I, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe the over. Yeah, I think over is probably the way I'd kind of Because Oklahoma here. guys, I think they could score. If they, you know what they did to FAU? They could probably put up 45 to 52 against UCLA, and then UCLA has to score like 12, right? So, I don't know, Marenzi, that over looks pretty good. Oklahoma might get to the total themselves. Uh, there's a lot of interest. There were a lot of lot of letdowns and disappointments in week one, actually, across the board. We could talk about Michigan, the Miami Hurricanes, Florida State Seminoles last night. They were the worst Ooh. of them all. At least Michigan yep. showed a little fight. Washington Huskies lost to Auburn, but actually won respect. They're sort of like a UFC fighter that lost a hell of a fight that no one, it's like, wow, those guys are pretty tough. Like Washington actually lost, but they didn't hurt themselves. Um, But um, Arizona losing to BYU. You know, this Arizona-Houston game was supposed to be a big deal. Houston's laying four and a half here. And I'll tell you what, guys, I was on this team last week, and I know you were too as well, big man. Uh, I think we were doing a video together. We were kicking it, I think, during that game is Northwestern and North, Northwestern and, and Duke. And, um, you know, you look at this Northwestern team, they don't get respect ever. They fly under the radar camp because they're not a public team. They don't really have NFL yep. caliber players. It's Northwestern. And, you know, you get Duke and Northwestern, two of the smarter schools per se. But to me, Northwestern are just a better football team than Duke. And it's only three points. I think the number's a little low. Um, how about the Flames, Liberty? Could be a letdown after that big win. They had that old Dominion game circled all summer, and we were all over it. But I'm not in a hurry to run in the window there. But I want to ask you, big man, what's your take on this Georgia? Let's talk about the big boys here. we got uh, Georgia and South Carolina. All summer long, I was telling myself, you know what? I'll take the points with the Gamecocks. I wish I was getting a little more, but what do you think? Is this a trap, big man? Do you think Georgia just blows them out? And we're not locking you to a pick. It's still early in the week, but what's your initial take on this one? Ten-point spread now. Yeah, real quick, if I could just talk quickly about Northwestern. The only way yeah. I'm interested in them is if I go and read in Evanston that Pat Oh, you want to hear Thorson plays every damn snap? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure that he is going to do this crap where he pulls Thorson out after he – drives them down the field. I mean, just ridiculous coaching. I think it was one of the reasons they couldn't pull away in that football game. I need to see Thorson in the game 100% of the time. I don't want to see 
um, you know, tr- Trent, uh, Trent, uh, Whatever's uh, what's what's the guy's last name? Trent uh, Edwards or whatever, whoever it is. I don't want to see. Oh, his kid yeah, yeah, there. Trent Green's kid. Trent Green's kid. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see him again. So if, if we get that, plus keep in mind, <laughs> um, so I would think it's a good thing a, you don't work for the Big Ten Network. He gets suspended now. Best, I don't want to see that guy's kid again. I don't want to see that kid's kid. No, I don't want to see that kid play well, again. It, it, threw, it, it messed up the, all the consistency. There was it was just I hate teams to do that i can't stand that uh, but as far as georgia south carolina i'm pretty high on the gamecocks coming into the season i think they have a really solid quarterback in in bentley i think they have some real playmakers on offense i think debo sam is a guy that people will get to know after this season but this is a tough ask i mean this is in south carolina they have a great crowd there it's a great rivalry kind of matchup one that you kind of have asked for and you wanted one over, over recently but south carolina just hasn't been very good um, you know, week one, you didn't really see much, and both teams played, you know, minnows, if, if you will. I want to say that I think South Carolina can hang around here, um, but I might be looking towards an under in this game. I think you have two real solid defenses, too, that are just kind of cancel each other out. I think this would be a lot like the, the Auburn-Washington game. I think it would be a knockdown. I don't like, think Will Muscamp's that good of a coach. That's my problem. I think the talent for South Carolina could hang around a bit if they were re- better coached. I almost feel good- like it's a little bit of a trap. He is a good coordinator, though, and I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, defensive guy. Yeah, yeah. he knows Georgia pretty well. And you're getting—I mean, this number's moved up. I mean, it was 49 at one point; it's up to 52 and a half. I look at it like a 27-20 type of game, something like that. I want to think that at home, South Carolina can hang around here. Clemson's now laying 12 and a half on the road against A&M, Cam, and you know A&M opened up with a route and 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 basically a scrimmage game. You got Clemson coming in here. It's not, you know, it's not a free pass for Clemson, but Clemson have just played in so many, so many big games. And I'll tell you, big man, you know, Mond is okay, but against that Clemson defense, I think he'll look like Kellen Mond again. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's another one of these teams that, that keeps going back to these different quarterbacks thing. But in their case, you have two really good quarterbacks. Well, yeah, it's um, different. Yeah, Kelly I mean, Bryant yeah. yeah, and Lawrence. You know, the thing is, yeah. Clemson are a much better team, but eh, no one wants to lay 12 and a half points on the yeah. road, right? Even though I think A&M suck. Clemson are probably going to route them, guys. I'm with you, Gabe. And you know what I mean? They took it easy on Furman. You know, the Paladins, their first game of the year. Clemson was just basically running a practice there. Uh, you know what? They, they are, even on the road. I, I got to believe they could beat A&M by at least two touchdowns in this game. You know me. I'm a home dog guy. But uh, Clemson is just heads and shoulders better than the Aggies. And the big question for A&M is, is their defense improved? I mean, they, they bring in Mike Elko. They give up 35 points in six different games last year. Did they make any strides there? I mean, are they a better defensive team? Because they're going to be tested here, and there are a lot of weapons. And, look, we all have talked about it. I mean, Clemson's front uh, four is probably the best I've ever seen at this level. They have four first-round picks in that on that line. So, Mon's going to be under pressure all day. Uh yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in love with getting anywhere near the Aggies here. Man, college football, we're only one week in, guys, but looks like Clemson, Alabama are on a collision course to me Yep. Uh, right now. I mean, with a, with a little Ohio sprinkle State. of Oklahoma, Gabe, a little sprinkle of Oklahoma. Watch, watch out for my new team, too, Rutgers. Yeah, yeah Rutgers. Off Ohio I love State it. this week, plus 35. I love Rutgers. Go Rutgers. I actually laid the 16 and a half we covered against Texas State. So did State. I. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation with big men. A couple of more college games, but let's jump in and talk Eagles-Falcons. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Alongside Cam Stewart. Big man on campus uh, with us. Don't forget, Fantasy Factor's got a million-dollar survivor. My, I got a survivor. We got about 15 people in it right now. Yeah, make it 16, Gabe. Tell me where to send the money. <laughs> you want in? <laughs> of course I want in. It's football season, buddy. Yeah, make buddy. it 17. Yeah, make, make it 17. 17. <laughs> Me and Big Man, we're in. It started, started, a couple of years ago, we had like 55. That was the year I won. Ooh, I, yeah. I won it. We need more. Last, last year, I didn't win. I think it was like 27 people, 2,700. It's winner take all, right? So, 100 bucks, that's a good price, too. It's not like breaking the bank like the super contest, you know, after everything you're spending, like two grand. So 100 bucks seems like a good price for a lot of entertainment this year. Yeah, dear God, man. It wiped me out, man. Those, those, all those contests. And I'm stuff. done too, Marantz. And these idiots, I told you, big man. And these are the idiots that I deal with. So I go down to the Westgate for my fantasy football league. I do all the legwork. Me, so if they do, you go call them idiots on the air. No, I will. I don't actually. I actually had. A, I wrote a letter to the commissioner, Gabe. I go, hey, John. It cost me nineteen hundred dollars U.S. and you send me two thousand. Oh, you got stiffed. It actually yeah, cost you money. Yeah. I did. The, I did the math the other night. I went the old calculator. These turkeys owe me five hundred bucks, so I'm going to go down and meet them and whatever. I'm not letting them get away with this crap. Hey, when you go down and do a favor for somebody, you give them more money than they need, not less. Eh, cheapskates. Cheapskates. Don't you agree, Marenzi? It's pretty low blow. <laughs> it is. Anyway, I, and I did terrible. the work. I did all the work. I met the proxy and did everything. These guys are just bossing me around. Anyway, I was going to say something to the big man before we get into football. Uh, Gabe, you see the brawl between uh, Rangers and Celtic? Things got a little bit ugly. It never Ooh. ends with these guys. Uh, big soccer problem. What happened there, big man? Fights in the stands, the cops. Oh, it's always like these guys. It's just, it's me. Big man's a Celtic fan, and I, I was, uh, my buddy's the best friends of the Rangers Supporters Club, but I love big man. See, can't we just get along in today's society? Stuff never ends in Scotland. They're going to kill each other. Well, uh, you know, I hate Rangers personally. Uh, they're just, I, I think they're everything wrong with football in, in Scotland and in England. But I, listen, I mean, th- I've seen, I've heard much worse. I mean, a 15 year old kid was killed a couple years ago in some yep. of the brawls over there. Uh, yeah, they, they have a, a distinct hate. I mean, keep in mind, uh, Rangers are generally the, the Protestant group that, you know, they almost look at, at Irish Catholics as kind of a, you know, lower than them in a way. So I think, you know, it's, there's, it's, it's a rivalry steeped in religious uh, strife and things like that. So I think it goes a lot deeper than actual football, but yeah, much know, deeper than the coming, Packers and the bears. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you look at coming off the bus over there. I mean, exactly. there's a video going around of just some of the things being said at, at all the different players. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sick. It's actually sickening. It's sickening. Like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, you, you date an Irish Catholic. You know what I mean? You're, you're, it's, it's just honestly over time, big man, we're better than that. I get it. You can have a hate on for somebody, but when kids are getting hurt, innocent people are getting hurt, I draw the line. It's stupid. It's amazing, though, yeah, isn't it? I, you, you figure it would be at this point, Cam, but 
It doesn't really feel like 2018, does it? No, it does. I feel like we're going back in time. It's like we're in the 50s or something. You're right. Everyone's angrier. Like, you're going to see, they're going to be arguing about abortion in a month or two. Everybody's everybody's backwards and just bizarro world, big man. You're right, man. It's interesting you guys say that because, you know, obviously I'm Albanian. And over in, uh, it's about two years ago, Albania and Serbia played in a, it was a a World Cup qualifier, which, or it was for Euro or one of those things. And for, for some reason, they put those two teams in the same group, which, Someone should know. I mean, that was going to be a mess. And, you know, it was in Serbia, and, and this Albanian kind of like writer, he kind of is, he flew a drone over the stadium that had the uh, Kosovo flag, and it, it incited a big ride on the field. And they ended up having to abandon the match. Wow. And, um, the, the guy that did it was, was, you know, he got death threats, all sorts of stuff. It's really deep, Cam. Well, over you saw there, you know, even in the World Cup. Remember the yeah. guys? Remember when they basically sure. were sticking it to yeah. Russia? Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you see all that stuff. It, it, it's so deep. I mean, a lot of that stuff is, is very, you know, as far I as, get you know, the cultural, the war stuff, and it's hard for us to describe, but the level of racism in soccer still, exactly. and the fans, is, you know, it's just stupid. We see it now with the Kaepernick stuff in which really it's just racially tinged more than actual an opinion uh, on, on the actual Kaepernick uh, situation. All right, so listen, let's, let's get into some NFL football besides Kaepernick. Hey, Yo. Real quick on college, I just wanted to throw one more piece of info out. You have a weird situation here with Hawaii. Hawaii was a double-digit favorite the first two weeks. Now they're a 17, or double-digit underdog. Now they're a 17-point favorite against, against Rice. Rice. Yeah. Much different scenario yeah. for, the, for the Warriors. I mean, they'll, Rice, they've, you know, Rice should have beaten Houston, guys. They were hanging in that game too late. Well. They made mistakes. Like, they, 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 I, I had, I had, yeah, it was crazy. I had used it. They were very – Rice was really good in that game. And, you know, look, should Hawaii win? Sure. I mean, they should win comfortably. All I'm saying is Cole McDonald has faced two real bad defenses. He's been able to throw the ball over to place. I think Rice can put some points on the board. I think all year Hawaii are going to be that yeah, – they're probably going to be 10-1, and one, you know, 9-2 and two to the over this year. Uh, they're going to be a great – I agree. Uh, I like the over. Good call. Look, last year – last week it was 61.5 against Navy, and it sailed over. I mean, hell, what they got to 100, 100 points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. now now they're trying to scare us away. Ooh, 69 and a half. Yet over. Right, Rice can't stop anybody. Hawaii's going to put another 50 up, and Rice can actually move the ball on Hawaii. One last college game that sort of, you know, it's funny, all summer long I've been looking at this one and thinking, you know, this will be a big upset, and I like them plus the points. But if there was one game that I really, 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 really was wrong on and misread in week one, guys – was Northern Illinois and Iowa. I didn't see Iowa kicking the crap out of Northern Illinois uh, like yeah. that. So I've sort of been leaning Iowa State all summer, but I start to wonder now, Cam, maybe Iowa are just that good again. But, Gabe, I'll tell you one thing. You know early in the game what happened. Northern Illinois blocked the punt. They had a chance. They screwed up. They had Their defense was awesome. And then eventually, after, after stopping Iowa time after time after time and watching their offense let them down and make mistakes, then Iowa scored the one touchdown. They started using the bruising running back and basically yeah. beat, beat the Huskies down. It wasn't that bad. Northern Illinois had their chances early. Their offense let them down. I'm still with, uh, with the old Cyclones at three and a half. They've never done me wrong, but this is a very, very tough game. What do you think, big man? Yeah, I mean, real quick, I mean, Iowa State didn't have a, a game one, so this is their first game. It's pretty good for them. They can kind of sit there and they got to scout Iowa State or Iowa. They got to, you know, scout them all offseason as well. The, the problem that I have here is, though, it's on the road for Iowa State. I don't think they're anywhere near as good as Iowa. 
but they find weird ways to hang it in these games. You look at over the last 25 games for Iowa State, 18-7 and seven against the spread. We know last year they were very good. They had a good defense. They have a real good running back in David Montgomery. But I think Iowa would just kind of kind of run under the microscope. We just kind of forget about them. But they have a real good quarterback, obviously a very good defense as well. Um, this is a tough game. It's that border war kind of thing. Um, tough one. For me, it's a pass. So last year, big man, your Philadelphia Eagles, and it was a glorious run for you. Your best run as a sports fan. Your favorite team wins the Super Bowl. You were you were there in the city when it happened. You were there at the NFC Conference Championship game. And, of course, one thing that the Eagle players embraced was the underdogdom. And, you know, the dog mass and, you know, nobody believes. And, you know, we're going to shock everybody. And they did. And it's almost the same theme starting again here once again to start the year in that out of all the NFL games on the board, you know, the Buffalo Bills game's creeping up right now with the news of Peterman starting. But people are betting the Falcons like this game, like they love the Falcons, big man. Like I haven't really heard too many people say, oh, I like the Eagles in this spot. What What's your take on this? There's a lot of negativity around Nick Foles and – I'm actually one of them. And don't forget, I listen, I was wrong about the Vikings game. I took the Vikings, but I did take the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But so I'm not I'm not anti-Nick Foles or really pro-Nick Foles. He played the game of his life in the Super Bowl, but I almost look at it like Cinderella, big man, and the clock strikes midnight right now. What are you expecting from Nick Foles? Like, do you, do you think he's going to be good on Thursday and you guys are going to be okay? Or do you think, hey, you won? The, listen, whatever happens... You know, he's a hero in Philly for life. But I think you guys are going to want to get Carson Wentz back in here pretty quick. But there's no value anymore. Everyone's bet the Falcons. It's down to two, two and a half. Yeah, I mean, the whole world's betting Atlanta. And it's funny you mentioned the underdog role. I mean, they're still kind of in that role here, even as a favorite. I think what we've seen from this team, though, is, I mean, there's so much command in the locker room. I mean, there's such a, a team camaraderie, solid work ethic, that kind of thing. They're getting players back that didn't play in the preseason. Preseason is such an, uh, a random unknown. I mean, the, I think last year in the preseason, the Eagles were 0-4. I mean, the Browns did quite well in the preseason. Do we think they're yeah. going to be a team that's going to go win the Super Bowl? I mean, you didn't see any game plan from the Eagles. Um, they had you know backups in most, most of the games. Jason Peters back, Darren Sproles back, Jordan Hicks back. Um, I think it's a lower scoring game. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to remember there's still no Ashton Jeffrey. You know, there's still no Nigel Bradham. There's still no Carson Wentz. But I, I feel like the Eagles just find ways to win these games. And the truth of the matter is they are very good at home. They've only lost four times at home under Doug Peterson. And one of those games was that Dallas game last year that didn't mean anything. It was a meaningless game. So they don't lose much here. Um, the weather will be ready for football. They got the banner raising before the game. I mean, you look at tickets to this game, Gabe. I mean, upper level, you're, you're looking at 450, 485. I mean, the tickets are expensive. It's going to be a wild one down there. You're going to have, you know, it's like a national holiday Thursday here. Most people probably took this whole week off. Uh, we'll be down there at 6 a.m. Uh, at the stadium tailgating all day. It'll be a nice atmosphere. It's hot, good weather still. I think Eagles find a way here. I mean, I, I still wonder about the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Gabe, you look at the game that they played in the uh, NFC playoffs. I mean, Atlanta couldn't break down that defense. Eagles defense, the front four, very good. Linebackers are solid. I think it's a lower scoring game. I think it's like 17-13, uh, you know, 17-14, something like that. I think the unders a good play. Nick Foles will struggle a bit to move the ball. 
you know, you, you got to kind of get going as an offense. I think the Eagles find a way. They always seem to have backs against the wall, find a way. And to be honest, Cam, we've seen this. I remember, listen, I'm old, guys, and Cam's not too young. Uh, you know, I, you're, you're still a little down there. I wish I was uh, your age right now, big man, to be honest. But, like, growing up, I'm talking about, like, in the mid-'80s and stuff. And even when, like, my Bills were getting the Super Bowls in the late-'80s, early-'90s all the time, the Super Bowl champion, remember, Cam, would never cover in the first game of the year. That's right. It was always being to be the public was all over them in the Super Bowl. Yep. They love them, and then they, oh, they're all hyped, and the underdog would always cover. Now, ever since they went to this NBC Thursday night game of the year, and it's actually been a while because I remember even back in our old score TV days and stuff, the, these games were going on. So the last, like, 10, 12 years or so, the Super Bowl champion – they always cover, dude. It's like 10 and 1 of the spread or yep. something ridiculous. Like, the Super Bowl champ always covers. Yet, it's very rare, big man, that the Super Bowl champ, like you said, the Eagles are the favorite, but no one believes in them, right? It's very rare to defend yep. Super Bowl champions only minus 130 on the money line against an Atlanta Falcon team. Yeah, you guys, you might see some value that with the line movement there. Like, earlier on, Gabe, you talk about it. Four and a half? That's when you pull the trigger on. Yeah, but three, now, three, three points, three points yeah. for home field. It's almost like the yeah. value pick is the Eagles. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and I, I have a feeling the money still is going to go towards Philadelphia. I wouldn't be surprised if it was minus one and a half, two by game time. We sit at two and a half on most books, and then if you like Atlanta, well, your window of opportunity is gone. Then you want to might want to take a shot with the Eagles on the money line. I agree a hundred percent. I've locked into Atlanta uh, plus the four. I'm with Big Man. I think it's going to be a, a very, very, very tight, scrappy game a- at most. You know, like 20, 21 to seventeen type of game. I think Atlanta could win this game, Gabe. I like them outright, but I'm going to take the points, not the money. Money line only at plus 115 you bring up a great point about college t- with liberty you take the money line and because it, the money line it offers value but right now if you're only getting 15 cents screw it i'd rather take the points right so you know i i'm down with atlanta in this situation but right now you're not getting the best of the number i want to talk to you guys about cleveland and pittsburgh you want to talk about a publicly uh i've never seen the browns the most popular pick right now yeah, it's they're, only only getting four. Four. they're only getting four so you know and you know me gabe like if i was getting seven yes i'm gonna bet the browns now at four if it goes down to three and a half i think i'm actually gonna take the steelers i want your guys take on this game publicly backed dogs are suicide for your bankroll so you know what i'm actually I'll tell very, you right gonna now. Be very careful the reason it's four right now, this is a gamble, Cam. So basically, do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to show up? That's what this comes down to. If Le'Veon Bell shows up, big man, this spread goes up to six and a half. People start steaming the Steelers. I think Le'Veon Bell is having this much of an effect on the point spread, big man, of this game. Yeah, and the problem you also have here with the Browns is they are also almost kind of like a public team at this point. Yep. And they're a sharp team. The Sharps at Cleveland. That's what they do. We see hard knocks. We see that they're kind of painting this picture that they might have something going on now. You know, Josh Gordon, they have all this good stuff going on. And look, I think they'll be a decent team. They're obviously going to be much Dude, a better. Bus, but- a bus driver in New York today asked me, I was wearing a Jim Brown jersey, but he actually <laughs> asked me, how many wins for the Browns this year? <laughs> And then, right, it, and, it, and then he said, "Who wins more, the Browns or the Jets?" And I said, "I don't know, probably, you know, probably about the same." Look, I think the Browns can win six football games this year, but you can't bet money on a team that's one in thirty-one yes. in their last thirty-two games. But but this is still at the end of the day is the Steelers. They still have Antonio Brown. They still have Schuster. They still have a good offensive line. James ben Conner can. Yeah, they, James Conner can run the ball a little bit defensively. Yeah. I think they're. Real solid. I, listen, I think Cam's kind of on the money here. When, when you have a public dog, I'm looking the other way, especially in this league. 
Um, yeah, I, I'll take the Steelers here. This is a good price. I would get it now because I like them even without Bell. Bell only is going to add, you know, kind of add into the wrinkle that I like the Steelers even more. Um, I'm still not a big buyer in the Browns. I still think at the end of the day they're headed by kind of a moron. I don't know how good their offensive line is either. I, I, I think I wonder about that. I also didn't understand why you cut Carl Nassib. I don't really understand that thought process. I thought he was a pretty good player. But real quick, guys, one more, one more thing on the Eagles. I think this is going to come down to your intangibles in this game, obviously special teams and things like that. But the two issues that, that Atlanta is going to have, one of which I still think this Eagles team is going to be one of the best run defenses in the league. You wonder if they can move the ball on the ground. Also, Atlanta had major problems in the red zone. We saw that evidently in the last yeah. play of the game. They only scored a touchdown on under 50 Matt Ryan wasn't their... very good in that game last year. He was nope. inaccurate. No. No, and, and they're not good in the red zone, Gabe. I mean, 49% of the time they scored a touchdown. That was 23rd in the league. Uh, they're more of kind of an open you up, and then once it's down the red zone, it's we fall apart. You figure with Julio Jones. He, Julio Jones had a hard time cashing. He, you know, last year he was he had a lot of receptions. Fantasy guys tuning in know the receptions were there, Cam, but the touchdowns yeah. weren't there. And even big man, you'll recall, with the game on the line, Julio Jones fell on the last it's play slipped. of the game. If he doesn't, man, the Eagles might not even, like, the Super Bowl never happens. No, you're totally right. And that was just kind of the way the cookie crumbled, it seemed like, for the Eagles last year. But it'll be a great game. I think it'll be – I don't know if it'll be a shootout or anything, but I think it's a kind so of a you're game looking what we saw in the, the NFC. Yeah, I, I would lean yeah. under. I think it's 2017, 17, 13, and I think the Eagles will find a way. But – they have some concerns. Get engaged. All right, big man. Listen, actually. we've only got about 30 seconds left, so tell people about rightwager.com. Yeah, come over. I mean, again, I'm not a big promoter, guys. You know where to find me. Follow me on Twitter. You see me on SBR. Um, Donnie and I have some good things working out right now on the site. Your boy Babano coming over to do hockey. Um, we're kind of hitting it all. Um, we do a lot of work. We try to get uh, taken care of for it. Uh, appreciate you guys. Check out uh, Big Man on Campus. Donnie Wrights. We'll get Donnie on the show, too. Want to talk more about Right Wager? The hour just flew by, though. Uh, great, great stuff, big man. RightWager.com. We'll talk more football on the other side, me and Cam. Maybe we'll open up the phone lines. We'll take some calls. Sure. Gambling questions. Gambling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Shout out to our boy, Sonny Vega. Still kicking it in Las Vegas. Quite the run in Vegas. Although, you know what? I've been living in a hotel for the last week as well. And plus with the Vegas cam... You combine it, I'm actually now, I've been in hotels for two straight weeks as well, except there's no casino in my hotel. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. And there's, it's a very, it's not like ultra upscale, but whatever, it's a Sheridan. And like, put it this way, like I had, uh, I had chicken the other night from the local like bar in the hotel. How much do you think that is? I'm going to say uh, 24 
Yeah, good call. Twenty two bucks. Yeah, I, I know hotel. Like every, uh, everything's twenty two bucks. Like the chicken wings, nacho. Yeah. Basically, everything's yeah. twenty two bucks on the menu. <laughs> yeah, it's, instead of happy hour prices for five bucks, where I'm scarfing chicken fingers and fries and wings and fries and tater skins at the El Cortez. Yeah, you know, you get what you pay for. You're also the Sheridan's a nice hotel, and in New York City, Marantz, you're going to be dropping some serious dough there. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting tired of it. Um, yeah. I get, I, <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. Awesome. I'd be getting tired of it too. Oh, you, I know. You'd be freaking, bro. You'd, uh, you like, know you'd, me. I'm a little tighter. Like I'm a little tighter yeah. when it comes to stuff. I get, I get actually angry you'd, when I pay. Yeah, two you'd bucks, be like, you know? "What do you mean we got to pay nine bucks for this ferry? We could take the bus for two. I'd be like, "Wow, like yeah." <laughs> yeah. I like to yeah, negotiate. So, you know me. <laughs> yeah, I've been dropping left and right, and uh, finally the other day, like. Uh, put it this way like i found a, a gas station nearby like i've eaten breakfast at the gas station two days ago like yeah, you know, I, I can't that. i can't eat at the hotel all the time so i'm walking up the street but i gotta be honest listen i've been so busy right so i don't really get to get out very much and the neighborhood that i'm in is very very strange camp like i'm right on the waterfront so i got the manhattan skyline and stuff but you nice. walk it's one of these deals when you walk around after if you don't know where you're going, you're not going anywhere. Like it's sort of industrial and warehouses. So once I went for a little walk and I was like, man, I'm going to get killed up here. I don't even know where the hell I'm going. Like, you know, link, I'm about to walk into the Lincoln tunnel and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll just go back to the hotel and I'll eat at the restaurant next door. But finally I started, I was like, all right, screw it, man. I gotta, I'm going to go under this underpass and I'm just going to walk into the neighborhood and whatever's there is there. So long story short, I found a Thai place that's like a local place here. Ooh, and that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I looked it up online, and people say it's like epically good. And I like in the window, cash only. Yep. I'm going to find the name of the place here, Cam. I just found a place. Look, I'm in Weehawken, which is like basically right, you know, connected to Hoboken. It's the home of Frank Sinatra. It's like basically a very Italian New Jersey slash New York neighborhood. So everyone's telling me that. You can't you can't miss at the pizza places. So I've actually yep. located a pizza place, real local Hoboken Italian pizza place. I think that's where I'm going to go. I haven't decided whether it's going to be Thai or pizza tonight, but I'm sort of leaning pizza. <laughs> you, you know what, Gabe? You couldn't be more correct. My buddy, uh, my buddy, uh, you met my buddy uh, Jay Lee, Hash Lee. He was a, a dentist, and he lived in New York City. And I went to visit him a long time ago, and he lived in Hoboken because it was cheaper. And I'll, you're absolutely right. I'll tell you. I don't. I no, their food is, just, but the, the, oh, the food there is legendary. Oh, the pizza, yeah. yeah, the pizza, the Italian joints, like the meatball subs. Like there's these little Italian places that absolutely kick ass there. Like it is the best of the best. No, they don't screw around with the chow there. You're gonna be. Uh, I know you're working your ass off, but you're gonna appreciate the food because it crushes uh, the the area of Morenci Studios. You're gonna be uh, living like a king there when it comes right, to here it the menu. It's real cuisine. All right, so we're we're going over to uh, Michael's Pizza and Wings. Oh God! It's just oh, I can't. The pizza and wings. I could really go for some wings right now. I haven't had wings in a while. I'm feeling it right now. Nice. I bet it's delicious. Pizza and wings. Good price right. too. I hope. All right, let's check out the uh, the menu here. Let's go. All right, you're in front of the computer, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. All right. So go over to the the, the website. is called uh, slicelife.com. I like that. Slicelife.com. Slicelife.com? Yeah, okay. There we go. Slicelife.com. Okay, let's take a look here. Slicelife. What do we got? Cheese pizza? Ooh, yeah, bucks. it's got a little, I, I see the, uh, it's got a little penne Sicilian. on the start there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see the big chunks of meat Pizza there. specialties. Ooh, Ooh cheesesteak pizza. Yeah, they're not yeah. messing around. 
You'd like it here, though, Cam. The servings are massive, right, with everything here. <laughs> That's what I like. I know I like a big serving. You like this? Beef patty with cheese. Beef patties, chicken finger with French fries. What else? The garlic bread with cheese. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, see, wings and tenders. Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at this. Buffalo wings. $5. Yeah. Soulless wings. $8. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, so that's once, the you thing. Get outside, Rent's expensive, once you get outside right? of but, the yeah. area, but yeah, they're not going to gouge you everywhere. So you're going to find some real nice mom and pop shops. Oh, look at this. Family, the pasta. Family run. You know, there's going to be good pasta with meatballs. I love meatballs. Yeah, nice. Baked nice. cheese hey, ravioli. Be, I'm, I'm down with all of this. Yeah, exactly. Right, the specialty dinners. Chicken parmigiana, shrimp parmigiana, eggplant parmigiana. Yeah, I'm not really. That's one thing. I I always get in like a lot of uh, like Portuguese and Italian guys that like the eggplant sandwiches. That's not my nah. speed. Give me meatballs. How about like, this for dessert? Meat. Oreo mousse chocolate mousse cake. Ooh, that sounds nice. That's delicious. Big butter. It looks pie. like looks like I'm going over to Michael's after. Eighteen twenty two Willow Avenue, Weehawken, yeah. New Jersey. Nice. It's a free plug for them. So yeah. somebody was. Um, uh, it was our boy Jordan Kovacs, actually. Not somebody. Kovacs, the man. Here he is, let's see, on uh, on Twitter. Kovacs is like, dude, you guys got to get something from KFC. You give them too many. We give them so much publicity. So this morning it came up. And um, basically, you know, it's quite the bit. I'm sure it's up on YouTube. But Michelle Serpico basically didn't know it was Colonel Sanders. She thought it was like uh, Colonel Sound Sanders. <laughs> Yeah, because it's spelled colonel, right? Like, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a, colonel. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> colonel. And that sounds like what's in my guts. Uh, I got, col- I got yeah, exactly. colonel problems, Gabe. Colonel problems. So it's actually quite the quite the uh, the bit. Corey Parsons nearly had a heart attack. He's <laughs> like, you're a 28 year old girl. He's like, you know, I put up with a lot of stuff you don't know here, but. He goes, you're a 28 year old woman that you know you yeah. don't know that it's Colonel Sanders. Like Corey was like actually angry. So I asked them, I asked them the age old question and, you know, Carton, Carton likes to eat and Parson likes to eat. So I said, all right, guys, Popeye's or KFC. And, you know, like Craig Carton said, he goes, it's not even a debate. He goes, KFC is the king of fried exactly. chicken. That's, that, that's exactly. Not, he, he, and he goes, Popeye's so, he, he goes, Popeye's is okay, but KFC yeah. is the king. It's true. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, right? Because the Popeye's is the sponsor of the Raptors. You knew that when you were living by the studios. The millennials love Popeye's. It's got that thick, thick batter that's basically made of cornflakes. But the chicken, it's a, there's something wrong with it. That, I don't know what it is. It's too rubbery. And, and I don't want to eat a big, like, inch full of batter on my chicken. I just want a nice, smooth chicken. Like, that's the problem. I don't know why millennials. Popeye's wins in the sides. You got the corn on the cob. That's a nice touch. The mashed taters and gravy, beautiful. They have some other nice sides. But when it comes to pure chicken, even the Colonel's crispy chicken and spicy chicken destroy Popeye's. I don't even think it's a contest. Yeah, I haven't seen any uh, KFCs down here, to be honest. I actually want to. Run You'll run into one. You'll well, run I'm into sure one. I will you eventually. have to go on an adventure. <laughs> you got to go on an so adventure for you a while. And I often, you and I often talk about uh, what's the worst and craziest McDonald's's. So yep. the, one, the one on um, on Young and Wellesley in downtown Toronto is pretty bad. <laughs> All right. But not the actually, worst. Actually, Bath- Bath- Bathurst, Bath- Bathurst and King blows. Bathurst and King. Horrible King's location. Per- Bathurst and King is, is pretty bad. You know, so I found a new one, though. McDonald's on 9th and 35th. And 
it's funny because Drusilla, our boy Drusilla, has warned me about this place before. <laughs> I guess it's basically known as the worst McDonald's in New York. So imagine that. And I went there the other day, and it was fine. So basically, I was there on the weekend, yeah. actually. It was fine. It was like tourist and just Norman McDonald's. Yeah. So I figured, all right, I'll go there this morning. Holy crap, Cam, man. There was like 82... I don't know, man. I, what's the, you know, I, I don't want to like, I want to be grifters? nice to people. Grifters? Yeah, grifters. And I guess there's like a methadone clinic or rehab center. Oh, there. geez. So a lot of, they're, they're going for the orange drink. And, and there's a, okay. there's a, yeah, there's a soup kitchen next door. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a circus, bro. Like, <laughs> it's a, I went into this place, you know, like the gif on Twitter, like Abe Simpson walks into a place and walks out. I walked in. I wanted a smoothie because their smoothies are cheap at McDonald's. Well, so. no, they're nice. Smoothies are good there too. I like. Yeah, yeah I wanted. A, I wanted a smoothie, but I didn't want to wait in line for 22 minutes. All right, so let me just uh, handle some business here and uh, remind people: get your season ticket to Fantasy Glory now with the 2018 Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. It's not too late. I know guys are squeezing in drafts right now. It's not just a draft kit. It's a full season package that takes you from draft day to championship week. It features in-depth analysis from all your favorite FNTSY sports radio experts. Go to rotoexperts.com. Use um, promo code WINNER to get 10% off on the exclusive edge package and set aside a spot on the mantle for that 2018 championship trophy. And don't forget that dailyroto.com is putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season entering paid contest on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have the chance to win big along um, sports grid CEO, Jeremy Stein, one of only two men who have won separate million dollar prizes each week. We'll select lucky subscribers to sweat it out with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week. No worries. Your name gets tossed back into the hat. Head over to dailyroto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and your share of $25,000. That's dailyroto.com. Sweat. Slash sweat. Sweat. But you won't, you won't you're be sweating. You're sweating. You're, no, you won't be you sweating. Won't be, you won't be sweating because it's not your money. You're gonna. It's Jeremy Stein. <laughs> it's Sports Grid's money. Exactly. It's you're sweating roll. right now. You're sweating because the temperatures are 100 degrees plus. Nah, humidity, I got but the you air won't be sweating on. with this. Oh, you got it on. I know you got it nah, on. but the problem is, Cam. Yeah, it messes with my throat. And, like, it makes my throat Yeah, that's the thing. But the thing is... Yeah, it gets real humid in here, man. I'm right in the sun too, and um, the thing is, it's not one. It's one of these really fancy modern air conditioning deals. I have a hard time operating it. Like I, it takes me like ten minutes to turn it on and off. It's very random, right? So I'm either like freezing to death or I'm sweating to death. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, I got a real air conditioning problem at home, Gabe, because they slap together uh, my place. It sucks. Um, basically the lower level is beautiful and icy. The middle's kind of medium and the, and the, the top's like Satan's armpit. I'm telling you the minute, the uh, Oakley retires from the Pizzaville show, I'm selling my place. I'm already looking for property in St. Catharines uh, and Niagara Falls. I'm, I'm done. I want to be close to the U S border and casinos. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, to I told you that's you're going, with, you're going yeah. with what my plan was years ago. Yeah. Well, in Darien. it's funny. We have, yeah, you're, you got the New York plan going and I'm going into, I'm going West closer to yeah. the United States border. That's what I'm you doing. Can, you you could buy a house for what I'm paying for rent I, though. And well, exactly. That's exactly but, what I'm nah, going to do. Don't, so, don't buy a, no, don't buy a house. There. No, I'm going to rent. There. I'm going to rent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rent. So you I'm can get tired of it. You can leave. Yeah. 
That's a good point, Gabe. I was going to ask you something, though. Uh, where do, first of all, where do I send the money for the survivor pool in two? I was looking at some NFL spreads and just going over a couple soft lines. Like, you know me, I'm not going to bet Cleveland at that line. I'm actually considering taking Pittsburgh. On my book, it's gone down to three and a half. I think that's ridiculous. And I think Carolina over Dallas is a soft. I like Carolina at minus three. I like three. Carolina, They're 150 too. on the money line. I'm looking at the spreads, and I think Carolina will beat Dallas by at least a touchdown in this football game. I think they're being disrespected, and they don't. it's just one of those things. People go, yeah, Carolina. Like I told you, I'm a little bit down on, I like Corey Parson, but I'm down on his Cowboys this year, and I think uh, Carolina at home week one looks like a good bet at minus three. Minus 150 if you don't want to lay it to Gabe. That's a cheap yeah, let's price. Let's check in over at BetDSI right now. BetDSI has the Carolina Panthers at minus three. I like that. That, that game catches my eye, although I think it'll be a closer football game. You know, historically, Cam, normally I take the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs generally own the Chargers, okay? And Generally, I'll take the Chiefs in this spot, and the game's generally going to be a pick them, but I'm not so sure Mahomes wins his first start. And I'm kind of, you know, I think Mahomes going to be okay, but I think the Chargers are the real deal. I think the Chargers, I, you know, I'm leaning with the, with the three here in this football game. The Panthers, a game also that I like, Cam, that catches my eye here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the pick them against the Washington Redskins. I'm a big Alex Smith guy, but... Arizona's a tough team to beat at home, man. Arizona have a lot of talent. I like this new coach in Wilkes that they have, too. No, Listen, I, you know I, I'm I, high on this team. I'm, you know, I think people are underestimating them. It's actually, Gabe, I agree with most things, but I'm I'm, on, I'm going on the other side. I, I think Alex what, the Redskins? Smith in Washington. Yeah, I do like the Redskins. Uh, if you're get, they're giving me a point, I'm going to take I'm going to take it. I'll just go on the money line. I think it's the Redskins go in now. there and win it's the game. It's a pick yeah, it's, at DC. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tight game, but I, I, I believe in Washington. Oh, and, and look at this. Then the number's moving. The number's moving in this game, too. I see it's up to six and a half right now. I'm liking the Houston Texans to give the Patriots so all that they can handle. I, I would love to get points. seven, Gabe. I, I've already got I, – I, I got to buy a half point. I was in there – yeah, buy a half point at seven because I want that converted touch. I'm with you on that one. I totally agree. I think Houston might beat them outright. I'm going to take a partial unit and put it on the money line at plus 220, 225. I think the Texans come out guns a-blazing, and they hit Tom Terrific hard and often. I think it's going to go right down to the wire, and don't be surprised if Deshaun Watson has a winning drive like Brady used to do in a heroic fashion. I'm taking the points. I'm also taking Houston on the money line. Yeah, you remember Deshaun Watson was almost his coming out party last year when he lit up, uh, he yep. put up all those points against uh, New England. And I'll tell you what, Cam, here's a game, here's a game that um, kind of flying under the radar, and here I am becoming a homer already. Uh, but I look at this point spread with the with the Jets and the the Detroit Lions, and man, do you want to lay six and a half points with the Detroit Lions nope. team in Matt, Matt nope. Patricia's nope. first game? That guy can't coach. His defense no. was terrible in New England. The Lions are a bad team against the spread. They've always been a bad team against the spread. Matt Stafford never covers as a favorite. Like, it's basically all because it's a rookie and Sam Darnold. The Jets are a physical football team, Cam. They can run the football. Their defense is good. They got a turnover, too. I'm, I think it's a little high. And I think the public, by the time Monday comes, they'll bet it up to seven, seven and a half. Ooh, That's Lions, what I was Lions. saying. Give me the Great Jets point, plus Gabe. the points on Monday. Wait on it. It's going to go to seven and a half, and then we're going to strike with the Jets. I'm also going to take the Rams over the Raiders. Don't want to lay four, but they'll win the game. Yeah, Rams up to four right now because the Raiders are incompetent. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues.
Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're talking NFL football. We're talking college football. We get to a little baseball as well. Although I got to be honest, I've been in real baseball. Um, I've I haven't really been in baseball mode. I've yeah. been all football, college football, and I'm not really settled in here, Cam. Like I'm, I'm in a hotel. I got a lot of stress, a lot of crazy stuff going on. I'm running around. So um, you know, it's been. I got you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concentrating on football, especially. I'm in the super contest. I'm in the uh, the Golden Nugget Ultimate Football Contest. Nice with with nice. the college. So I'm ready to go. But we're gonna take a couple of phone calls. Let's see. We got Rich uh, from New York uh, stepping up and in, and uh, we'll get that number out there uh, for everybody to call in. Although, like we said, listen, I'm not opposed to a couple of fantasy football questions, but. but Last week we were talking win totals, and then people start calling asking me about Alvin Kamara and dynasty leagues. You know? <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we can do a little fantasy, but yeah, we'll, but, talk, we'll talk. But listen, I've done three fantasy football drafts in the last twenty four hours. So I, I'm ready for any gambling question, any fantasy football question. All right, so open up the phone lines. Let's go, and uh, let, let me let me get the number out there to people. Let's start off with Rich here, though. Well, what's up, Rich? Calling in about lucky for you a fantasy football question. Um, <laughs> Bring it. <but laughs> the best is this morning, Rich. I don't know if you heard the Carton show this morning. Carton's going off. He's like, nobody cares about anyone's fantasy football team. No one cares about any fantasy this. I said, well, we are on the fantasy sports network. Sports ring. Yeah. <laughs> and and the whole chat, oh, that's all it was was people. What about this guy? What about this guy? What about that guy? So what do you got for us, Rich? Well, actually, I'm, I'm sitting in a situation where I, I picked up McKinnon, and uh, yeah. obviously we all know what happened with him. And I was light to begin with on running backs, um, where I have Mixon, McCaffrey, uh, I have uh, Kerryon Johnson, and actually I handcuffed uh, Mixon with Bernard. But um, I got to I got to look at either um, one of the one of the replacements for McKinnon. I didn't know which route you guys were going on that. And I did draft Breda last night, to be honest with you. I like, I, 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 like I did grab Breda. a piece of him, and there's no reason not to like him. Listen, Shanahan uses the running backs a lot. He's going to get an opportunity. And, I, you know, that that's what I went with, Rich. i got to be honest with you. I drafted him late last night as a backup because I was in a similar situation with my running backs. I have McCaffrey and Henry, which is pretty good, but I went really wide receiver heavy, and I was like, man, I better get some backup in here. And you know another guy, another guy, guys, that's hard to say, another guy, guys, um, guys. is Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery of the Green Bay Packers, nobody seems to be touching him this year at all, Cam. He's he's there available in the last rounds all the time. And listen, you got the suspension already there. Montgomery, they're going to be slotting him around. Like, he's listed as a running back, but they're going to put him in a slot as a wide receiver. I was reading McCarthy the other day. He was talking about how Montgomery is going to be a big part of their offense this year. 
Yeah, he's going to catch a lot of balls. They're going to have plays for him where he runs the ball game. In some leagues, you can get him at, uh, you know, wide receiver, running back. I remember in some leagues, if they're not really, really up to date, a lot of the time they'll let you do multiple dual threats with Montgomery. I'm high on him, too. I think Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he's guy's licking at the chops right now. Couldn't agree with you more. And as for Matt Breda, I've always thought he's been underrated. I, I like both guys, Morency. Yeah, as far as late guys, so we're talking later guys right here, uh, Rich. Yeah, I mean, late, obviously, late, but... late. Going to be a waiver wire at this point. The draft is yeah, open. exactly. Um, you know, Corey Clements, another guy that could could be in the yeah. mix. Um, Legarrette Blunt is another guy that's not really being no, drafted no, or getting did. drafted late, but Legarrette Blunt could punch in some touchdowns for the Lions. That's the thing. Like I was talking to our uh, Long Island Rage George Kurtz about that, and we we're talking about Carry uh, on Johnsons, like you know, put the brakes on a little bit. You got to think of those carries inside the five. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt's going to be more of the battering ram at the goal line. He's going to vulture a lot of yep. touchdowns for that. Team, and you know, so. another guy, guys, and you know, I'm a Bills fan, Rich. I don't know about you. Are you a Bills fan, Rich? Where, what part are you upstate New York? No, not quite that far upstate, right out of the city. But I, I watch them and cheer for them because they're New York. You're like, no, not not that far upstate that I'm not stupid <laughs> to be a Bills fan. <laughs> Suckered into that one, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, I don't really trust LaShawn McCoy. Listen, LaShawn McCoy, every time he goes down, it seems like, oh, is he injured? He's going to get back up. You have this. I don't think the legal situation is anything. I think if it was, something would have happened by now. But last year, LaShawn McCoy led the National Football League for running backs in um, losses, carries for loss, you know, tackle behind the line of scrimmage. And a guy that's really been running aggressively, guys, is Chris Ivory. And the Bills aren't deep at the running back position. Ivory's going to get some opportunities, and... He's a tough-ass dude, man. He runs people over. I was watching him every preseason game. Ivory's looked pretty good, actually. You know, you're talking a waiver wire. No one's drafting Chris Ivory. You know, it's it's worth a stab. It basically, look, LaShawn McCoy gets hurt. Chris Ivory's getting 18, 20 touches with Nate Peterman as the quarterback. Sure. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And then uh, the next question that I have for you is, my league is designed with a IR spot where it's a mandatory minimum four weeks on the IR. Uh, I have Alshon Jeffrey, and I have Kenny Stills, Gordon, A.J. Green, Fitzgerald, Hogan, and Galladay as well. So I'm actually thinking about, would it be wise to put Jeffrey in the IR, knowing that Wentz is also out for at least a week, if not two, and pick up Mike Williams as well? I like I that. Love, I like what? I absolutely love what you're saying there. I think and I'm a Williams big Mike be, Williams guy this year. You know, he's going to be a breakout player. He's going to be a breakout player. Mike Williams is a good pick. I agree. You could put him or Gordon on the IR there. Uh, Mike Williams is a guy I would definitely pick up. I actually wanted to get him in my league. I'm very high on him. I think you make the move. If he's available, go get him. Mike Williams, uh, he's going to have a monster year, I think. Very underrated. Yeah, right, that's cool. a slick move right out there, Jeff. Rich. And lock out Jeffries for four weeks and get him one. Yeah, you might as well. Why yeah, not wait? Gordon. Yeah, sure. Why not? You're you're already loaded. You sounds like you're pretty loaded at the wide receiver position. Sure, uh, is. as it is, anyways. And you know Fitzgerald. I mean, he gets older, but the fact of the matter is, look in the last two years, he's had the highest reception totals. I mean, yeah. him moving in the slot has really just, especially in a PPR league, man. Fitzgerald yeah. just kills it. Yeah, he's a yeah. monster. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, yeah. Rich. Appreciate the time, guys. Thanks for everything. Yeah, yeah take no, care. no problem, no problem. Yeah, Cam, I, I was in a league last night. Um, you know, where where was I drafting in this one? This one was, uh, this one I think I went 11th. That was it. I went 11th. I I, I never get good uh, 
Neither do I. Neither, neither do I. I, I, I went I, first I the other there. night. I hate first, man. First, first sucks, bro. I, oh, first it's is the, the worst. worst. You, dude, you is. get the first player, and then you wait till 23 and 24. You're screwed. Everyone's gone. It's a, it's a nightmare. Visine Vince in his league, it was almost like it was rigged against me because I was at the El Cortez, and they were all at home. So <laughs> they, pull, they pull cars. No, I know they cheated a little bit like because I go, oh, I got a great position. Like I'm like second. I'm like, I never get that card. You're telling me that was it, first or second, like all the time. You said it, Marenzi. You get one guy, and then you got to wait because you know you'd rather be like I'd rather be in like the five six hole there and get get some quality guys and build a team around there. Another guy. I'm I did a great fight, job though. Yeah. I did a great job of what I had to deal with. So I went eleventh overall. I took Julio Jones eleventh, which I don't have a problem with that. Yep. I got to go thirteenth again, or fourteenth, excuse me, fourteenth, or thirteenth. And you know, I guess you could say, "Oh, I reach because you know maybe he's you know the ADP seventeen eighteen. But it came down between Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. I've already got Cook in one league, McCaffrey, and I wanted some exposure to McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's going to be a bust out player this year. And you know, listen to this team. I'm going to blast through it quickly. I think it's pretty rock solid, actually, when it's all said and done. I got Kirk Cousins, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Greg Olson, um, Jimmy Graham, Ravens defense special teams, Justin Tucker, my kicker. Now, my bench here, I got Robert Woods, Pierre Garçon, Matt Breda, Tyler Lockett, your boy Lockett, that could have an opportunity, number two wide receiver with Seattle this year. Ty Montgomery, Corey Clement, and uh, and Marcus Mariota. It's a pretty solid team. Now I'm just deciding, Cam, do I do I might go two tight ends. And when I play DraftKings, I'm gonna talk to Ricky Sanders about this in the six o'clock hour. I like playing two tight ends at DraftKings. I think Jimmy Graham has a nice year with um, with Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, his, his touchdown upside is going to be good, Gabe. Another receiver that I think is kind of flying under the radar, and people are really low on Denver, right? So, but you have to look. Emmanuel oh, Sanders. Thomas. I know. I'm, I'm with Emmanuel. I'm with Sanders because when you look at the preseason, you know, with Case Keenum, he's the guy who's getting the majority. Like all the targets, when you look at percentages, are going to Sanders. I think yeah. Sanders and him are going to be the guys. Actually, I think uh, Thomas is going to take a step back, and I think Sanders and Keenum are going to have that relationship. I got him really, really late in my draft. I'll give yeah, you my team you look, as well. Cam, I you can't compare teams, but you can't compare teams. But if you look, look at last year. And listen, Demarius Thomas is a good wide receiver. I mean, he's he's had some drop issues in the last yep. year or two, but he's had so many bad quarterbacks and just a weird situation around him. But really, if you look at Case Keenum, and I know Minnesota and Denver are two different teams, but Keenum was able to get the ball to what well, we saw Adam Thielen rack up a ton of uh, receptions, right? So let's say, you know, Sanders becomes his sort of new go-to guy. Stephon Diggs still made plays. Like, I, it's yep. not like Demarius Thomas isn't going to be a part of this passing attack with Case Keenum there. No, it's true. I just, I'm just higher on Sanders, and I don't think people are really giving him the respect. Here's my team, Gabe, in, uh, in the ESPN league that I'm in. I got Mahomes as my quarterback, Todd Gurley as my running back, Alex Collins as another running back, Keenan Allen at receiver, Chris Hogan at receiver, tight end Kyle Rudolph, defense special team San Diego Chargers now with the bench, on Johnson, Joe Mixon, Emmanuel Sanders, Carlos Hyde, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the team I got uh, in my I like ESPN your team. league with, with, with Visine Vince. You know what I'm concerned about is your wide receivers in the sense that, listen, Keenan Allen, you know, the guy doesn't stay healthy ever. I know, I know. And Hogan as well. Like, you got two guys that, you know, sort of gotten hurt in the past. What about uh, Sanders and Smith-Schuster are pretty good, though, for depth. I'm going to have to go on the waiver wire and pick up uh, 
another guy as well. I got I got some work to be done, but I'm happy. I'm very happy with the team, especially since, like you, drafted drunk El Cortez Horsebook at uh, seven or eight o'clock in the morning while we were there. They had their draft at eleven a.m., so that was what eight a.m. Vegas time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, the nice friends. They were they really because I won last year. They're really poking the bear, Moretzi. They 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 gave me no nope. Got it. And if I'm not calling in late, there was no like they, there weren't, weren't. Let's just say they weren't very friendly. They were in a real uh, aggressive uh, fantasy mode, like kind of like the way the guys fight on the network and uh, bitch with each other. That's the way the league was with me. Not very, not very friendly. <laughs> the college football show on Saturday was, uh, was a lot of yelling with me, Joe, and Rich. Yeah. Things, things got hostile quickly uh, on the show. It and all in, a, in, an, yeah, in an enjoyable manner. All right, exactly. let, me, uh, let me tweet out the number here. So our, the phone number to call, 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. Yeah, Gabe, my, and you you know my big big league, uh, the twenty five uh, hundred dollar one. I got a lot of concerns too. I lost uh, Mike Evans because you could only franchise tag tag a player for four years. I had him for four years. He gets thrown back into the mix. Uh, Russell Russell Wilson was a guy that I wanted. He's very very expensive to protect. So I had Patrick Mahomes for five dollars in my auction league. I obviously had to take him. He's going to be my quarterback in that league too. So I'm all in with Mahomes. I got to have a really really good season. Jay Ajayi is my running back, but uh, you know he, he, I, I hope he has a good year. I'm a little bit concerned that they go to might go to a running back by committee with Clement, but uh, it's tough. And Jordy Nelson, I I had for a dollar. I had to franchise him. To, Obviously, I had the franchise tag him at that price, but I see regression with Jordy Nelson and the Raiders. So, you know, we, we had a lot to work to do at the draft, and that's the one I regret not being there because when you're playing for such high stakes, you got to be around, and into the auction league, guys will take you down too. You know what I mean? They, they'll bid up guys. They know what you need, and uh, it, gets pretty, it gets pretty ugly pretty quick. <laughs> it gets ugly pretty quick. So, yeah. Rick, uh, Ricky Sanders is going to join us in the 6 o'clock hour. And uh, we're going to talk some DFS, DailyRoto.com, Ricky Sanders, one of the best in the business. Uh, we're now just a little more than 48 hours away, so it's not crazy to start talking week one NFL prices, Cam. Exactly, so you, buddy. You're going to no, have some golf good. for us tomorrow, though, so what, what's the deal with the playoffs? Uh, Listen, yeah. I've been, like I said, I've been on all football mode, but I see that uh, this, this jerk-off Bryson never loses. Huh? He's winning every week. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to tell you something, Gabe, and it's kind of a sad story. I had Cameron Smith, and uh, when I was on with uh, Long Island Rage, George Kurtz, I gave him my six-pack in my DraftKings team. I had the second-place golfer and two fourth-place golfers, and I only did, like, really a six-pack with a couple bombs, and my bombs both finished inside the top 20. I had uh, Hideki Matsuyama had a huge, huge Sunday game, so he finished fourth. I had Cameron Smith at 100-1. to The kid finished second. I want to kill Bryson DeChambeau right now. He's ruined my financial freedom, and uh, I can't believe I wasn't on this turkey. But, uh, no, I was just talking to Mayo. Mayo had him at 80-1. to He went down to 35-1 to uh, this week, but uh, Tony Finau got close as well. Basically, Gabe, this week, the tournament starts on Thursday. It's a regular tournament. We're down to the top 70, the BMW Championship, and then after that, uh, the top 30. But you bring up a great point. This is one thing I want to talk about. Hey, golf, these guys are absolute idiots running the show because who the hell, why did you end the season this week with the Tour Championship? So find a way to end it two weeks earlier, start two weeks earlier, and then you don't have to compete with NFL and college. These idiots, you're going to have the Tour Championship on a football Sunday. Good move, PGA. Think about no, the viewers you're going to lose. wrap up the Sunday before the NFL starts. You're right. 
No, I was saying, no, I was even going to say the Labor Day weekend, Gabe. You turned the TPC Boston tournament into the Monday finish. Think about it. College football opening week is Saturday. There was only one game on Sunday, Virginia Tech and Florida State. Yeah, no, exactly. You and golf on that Monday, two weeks before. You keep all your ratings and people will actually watch. But, hey, me and you could be in charge. It's kind of like the NHL. These yeah, guys but are I've always said they don't this, know what they're doing. It is what it is. I mean. But come on. Like, they just, get they, more they're viewers. locked in. They have so they have yeah. too many tournaments, so they're locked in. That's it's another thing. thing. you got to. Yeah, Look, it's the same thing with NASCAR. You know, I like NASCAR, but the problem is NASCAR all year long is cool in the summertime on Sundays and Saturday yep. nights. And then suddenly NASCAR, their playoffs start, and they get locked in Sunday afternoons. And as much as you like the NASCAR playoffs, you know, it's week six of the NFL and the NASCAR's championships going on. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a tough, yeah, it's it's a tough uh, spot to be, to, be, uh, to be put in. So, um, so guys, at this time of the year, uh, you want to be getting those big bonuses. If you're you're going to be betting on football. Uh, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They've got great customer service, fast, easy payments. Uh, you can play every sport over at BetDSI with hundreds of uh, wagering options, including live in-game wagering. Uh, BetDSI is uh, running sign-up and deposit promotions all year round, not just like when you sign up once, but for a limited time, if you use promo code FNTSY, that's FNTSY, Bet DSI is offering up to a uh, $2,500 bonus. It's a pretty sweet that's bonus, a, actually. That's a big bonus, man. That's so, nice. in other words, yeah, you put you put $2,500 in, you got $5,000 to bet with. And I imagine the rollover yeah. requirement will take a little yeah, while. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got to roll it over, but for $2,500, I'll do a lot of rolls, Gabe. Yeah. So, you, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. do a log and mind. roll me you over. Get, you, you're getting five dimes <laughs> for $2,500. Yeah. Use promo roll code FNTSY and. Um, Use promo code FNTSY over at BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head over and start winning today. Head over and start winning today. And don't forget, we keep telling you guys, I got to get my pick in, actually, Cam, in the Fantasy Factor free entry $1 million NFL Survivor Ooh. Contest. It's now open. Nice. That's $1 million, guys. No joke, $1 million. Fantasy Factors free entry, $1 million NFL Survivor Contest is now open. Sign up today and play for a chance at $1 million. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. We'll take a quick uh, break. We got one final segment with Cam. And then at 6 o'clock, Ricky Sanders joins us to talk some NFL DFS. Red Eat and Rage Radio continues. Game time decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeart and, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other uh, platforms. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, NFL Week 1, rapidly approaching, we'll do a little bit of a line check here, run through the games, Cam mentioned that um, he likes the Baltimore Ravens, you got him at 6.5, it is up to 7.5 right now, yet I'll ask you Cam, listen, People right now, I think they're being they're overreacting on the Buffalo Bills yep. and how and potentially how bad the Buffalo Bills are gonna be. And I think even some like Bills people around are like, Oh, I don't know, man, it's gonna be three and thirteen. Now listen, the Bills schedule is pretty tough. The first six weeks are tough. Yeah, whatever, man. The NFL schedule is always tough. Like, there there are no free passes in the National Football League. You might get lucky later in the year and a quarterback could be hurt or whatnot, but for the most part, every game every week, every game's gonna be a challenge. So it's the exact same team from last year, Cam. And with a coach that's pretty good in his second year. And so they don't have Taylor now. And they have Peterman starting. And people think like there's like a five-game win difference and an eight-game win difference. Like the Buffalo Bills right now, Cam, are the third lowest choice to win the Super Bowl. Now, I never thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl. But don't tell me the Bills are the third worst team in the National Football League. They were a nine-win team last year. I think people are underestimating him a little bit. And Peterman played one bad game. And, uh, you know, I guess that they're going to bet against them, you know, the public without really knowing that this kid's actually a good quarterback to beat Sean Watson at Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. Uh, in Clemson, actually. Pittsburgh and Clemson. And I'm looking at this game, Cam, and I just – the Bills de- – forget about the Bills offense. The Bills defense is good. Very I good. I agree. And it's going to be even better this year. So the Bills' defense is not just good. It's like sort of elite good. And is the Ravens' offense good enough? So, yeah, I get it. The Bills' offense is going to struggle against the Ravens' defense on the road. But can the Ravens' offense score enough to pull away and win by seven? I'm not so sure they can. It's not me being down on the Bills. It's more about me being high on the Ravens. And people underestimate, Gabe. We've been to lots of Bills games. I told you, I saw Peyton Manning's rookie game where he got absolutely murdered in Orchard Park. The Bills have a significant home field advantage that people don't take into consideration. It's a very, very tough place to play. And Peterman will feel comfortable at home with those fans behind him. I'm not sure. I, I think seven or eight wins might be a little bit rich. But, you know, six. I, I see the Bills as a six or seven win team. I think they're going to regress a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be significant. Talking about three wins, I think it's just stupid. That schedule is very, very difficult, though, Gabe. You still got to deal with the Patriots. You know, Sam Darno and the Jets, I think they're going to be a lot better. People are very, very low on Miami. I don't know. I, I see I see the Bills winning six or seven games. I don't see them winning three. I don't think they're going to be much of a threat. But, uh, hey, you know, prove me wrong. Peter, Peterman could go out there and, you know, play his ass off. And I'm with you. I think their defense is a little bit underrated. And uh, McDermott, despite making some bad decisions at end of games where he looks a little bit like a deer in the headlights, I think uh, one, other, one more year of experience will be good for him. No, I think yeah, McDermott will be fine. McDermott did a good job last year. It's just some in-game yep. decisions. Uh, yep. that uh, in-game decisions that he had to deal with. And he was a rookie coach last year. Now, listen, the Buffalo Bills offensive line is a problem. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why Peterman got the job. They don't want to get uh, Allen killed right out of the gate. But conversely, I think, you know, listen, the Buffalo Bills defense. I remember last year, Cam, everybody said the Buffalo Bills don't have a hope in hell to make the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills don't have a hope in hell in beating the Atlanta Falcons. Remember that? And they went into Atlanta and they beat them? Yep, exactly. No, they got no like, respect. Then, that we, it it yeah. added a lot of guys' survivor pools, remember? Yeah, it did, and it's it's good. I'm glad. <laughs> so, 
I don't, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have, I'm not saying I'm taking a Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Buffalo game in a survivor pool. I'm not uh, taking. Uh, oh, you're not I'm, idiotic. You're not taking I'm the not Bills against the Ravens. Not going to take have, the dog. Yeah. I have been yeah. aggressive in these spots before, actually. Um, so listen, we got the percentages up, actually, at least from NFL.com and what people are doing. So uh, the Saints and the Buccaneers, Survivor. It's the number one Survivor pick of the week, Cam. 29.1%. Uh, the Steelers, Steelers uh, and Browns, 19% are taking the Steelers. Would you make the Steelers your second survivor? It's funny that the, the Packers, people aren't, the Packers, 12.6%. I think I think the Packers the are better than both of those. The and Ravens, I like those both better. I like them both better. I think, actually, I think the Saints are going to win, but that line is way too high, Gabe. I hope and people take the you, Ravens and Survivor and the Bills knock yeah, them off, man. That, well, that, that'd be your dream. But I can tell you one thing, I lean Packers way. I, I lean Packers uh, over Bears. I know the Bears got Khalil Mack now. That's not going to make That's why everyone's on their bandwagon. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I like the Bears to be a better team than people think, but no. Green Bay murders them the first week. I, I like, out of all the teams you listed, that's my go-to, Green Bay. Even over the Saints. The Saints get um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers. That's I think true. the Saints will win that game, but I'm not it's ready not to lay be, it's nine, be ugly, I'm not ready to lay nine and a half points. Nor am I. I actually might take the Bucs if it goes up to ten. <laughs> Seriously. Like I it's still I I'm not laying ten points with the you Saints. You gotta hope you can get a backdoor cover on that, right? Yeah, maybe Fitzpatrick's good for a, a mistake, but he's also good for a backdoor cover, buddy. He's no worse than Winston. No, it's actually, the funny thing is, remember the games that Winston played last year? You remember this game where Arizona, they were already down like 28, 35, nothing. Winston got hurt. Fitzpatrick came in. They almost came back and won the damn game on the road. Like, you know what I mean? Him and Mike Evans started going bananas. It was crazy. Like, he actually, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for all the dumb, idiotic things he does in the red zone and bad reads, he also is a competitor, though. He takes a licking and keeps on ticking, and he will connect on some of those bombs. He will make a play. He's, he, you can say what you want about the guy. Again, sometimes he's a punching you know what bag, else, you sometimes know what I will he makes good plays. Yeah. I will tell you that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is covered in only 47.1% of the football games he's played in. Yeah. 47.1%, so he's almost half and half. He's almost 50%. Eh. Yeah, well, 47% I don't know. is not exactly almost 50 yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you one thing. You're you're still not laying it down with the Saints at nine and a half. That's. Yeah, I, I I'm fascinated by suicide. This. I talked about this at the IFPC a little bit, but we'll blast through it right now for people, and then I'm going to move on for this. And you're on your own. All right, I can't I can't click the click it for you. So um, the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, they, these are all current quarterbacks. The best quarterback in the NFL against the point spread is Tom Brady. This is in his career. It's unbelievable. Tom Brady is 150 and 95 with six pushes against the spread. Tom Brady's wow. covered 59.8% of the games that he's played that's, in. That's that's fantastic. Andrew Luck has covered in 58.6%. So he's right there. I wouldn't have Alex Smith, Luck. your boy Alex Smith is third best in the NFL. Love 85 and 64 and 1 against the spread in his NFL career. 56.3% of the games that he is um and if you go back to the, the Super Bowl era, 56.3% is uh, 12th all time. Joe Theismann is ranked 11th, like 56 uh, as well, just a little bit more. So, you know, people always talk about Andy Dalton sucking. And, you know, why do you bet on Andy Dalton all the time, Renzi? Andy Dalton's covered in 56% of the games that he's played in. He's 61, 44, and 4 against the spread. Pretty impressive. Aaron Rodgers, 55.6%. 
Aaron Rodgers is 79-61-2 against the spread. Russell Wilson, 55.2%. All right, now we get into um, still a profitable tier of quarterbacks here. Cam Newton, 54.6%. Matt Ryan, 53.8%. Drew Brees, 53.6%. Kirk Cousins, 52.6%. So basically, if... When you're betting on sports guys, you need to win 52.3% of the time, all right, not to lose money. So Ben Roethlisberger's only covered 52% of his game, so you're not making money with him. You're pushing. Eli Manning, yeah, Eli Manning, 51.4. Blake Bortles, 50.8. And now you get those four guys, Cam, four quarterbacks, who are exactly 50% against the spread. Total toss-ups. Derek Carr. Yep. Philip Rivers. Interesting. Philip Rivers, yeah. I thought he'd be higher. After all these years, he's exactly 50% against the spread. Very interesting. I thought he'd be Sam Bradford. How about this? Sam Bradford's played in 80 NFL games, Cam. He started 80 NFL games. He's 40 and 40 against the spread. 40 and 40? Right on the number. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's 20. Oh, uh, Tyrod. I don't see how it's yeah. Tyrod when it's no, still Tyrod. Him, just but. Call, no, we're calling him Tyrod. I don't care what he's saying. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if somebody called you by the wrong name for that many years, don't you think he would have corrected him? I think this is just, it's just stupid. Like, why would he say it before? Like, right, so Gabriel, you're Gabriel. What's Gabriel. Gabriel? Anyway, Tyrod, yeah, Gabriel. But he's, co- he's covered both. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> He's Tyrod and he's Tyrod. Yeah, Tyrod. He's 21-19 and against the spread with two pushes, 50%. All right, now we get into uh, what our boy David Perdue talks about. We've had him on the show before. The sinking ship tier. Josh McCowan, 49.3%. Joe Flacco, 48.1%. So exactly, you're laying six and a half points with Joe Flacco that's only covered 48.1% of the games that he started. We talked about it, Gabe. He looks tanned and ready to rock this year. He does, he does. He does, he looks good. (laughs) Marcus Mariota, money burner, 46. He is a money burner. 47.6% 47.6% he's only covered. I, I bet against, I'm going to bet against that team still. And here's, here's your out. boy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 47%. Yeah. Now we get to what we call the bottom tier. Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Ryan Tannehill's terrible. Ryan Tannehill gets the spread, 46.8%. Jameis Winston, absolutely brutal. Awful. Awful. Jameis Winston is covered only 44.4%. That's why it's like big deal. You don't have yep. him. Jameis Winston started 45 NFL football games, and he's um, he's only covered in 20 of them. So he's, he's 3% three and nine. behind Fitzpatrick. He's 3% yeah. behind the backup. He's 3-9 right? and so. nine against the spread as a favorite. Winston's been a favorite 12 times. He's just 3-9 and nine against the spread, which leads me to this, and this number blow, blew my mind. Matthew Stafford, Cam. Matthew Stafford has played – in, uh, let me just get the number right. Uh, so he's played in 105 games, Matthew Stafford. He started 105 games. He's only covered in 42.4% of them. <laughs> you said it earlier. We talked about it. The Lions are playing. The Jets are a horrible favorite. They're a horrible favorite. But like, he's also know, a bad know. underdog, too. It says the Lions are 23 and 35 and 2 as an underdog with Stafford wow, under center. That's, that's bad. It's bad all and around. You get into other guys, but they haven't played 40 games. So that's sort of the barometer. Yeah. Um, like for the record, like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson played six games last year, five and one against the spread. Yeah, he was fantastic. 
How about this number, Cam? And this is actually a pretty significant amount of games. 28 games. Teddy, if, if you were a pitcher, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is 22 and 6 against the spread. 78%. That's absolutely That's amazing. blowing. That's no, a great like a trivia question against even like number geeks. No one would guess him. If you said what quarterback has that percentage, Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't even be in your hemisphere. That is that that's actually shocking. That's yeah, hey man, good for the Saints. You know, you got to yeah, like put it in context. There. Look, like Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater has played in 28 games, 78.6%. Carson Wentz yep. has played in uh, 29 games, 62%. Not even close, 16% difference. Yep. Uh, Dak Prescott, 56.3. Case Keenum, 55. Uh, we were talking about Nick Foles, and I said, listen, Nick Foles had a big Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he's an epic, great quarterback. Yep. Nick Foles' record in his career against the spread, 41%, Cam. Yeah, and uh, I told you, that's why if, you, if that line would have stayed the same at four and a half, you'd jump to the window to bet the Falcons. But now at two and a half, it's a little bit different, but I'm going to fade Nick Foles. Uh, I'm, I agree with you. Everything you said off the oh, top, Jim, it, was, Jimmy it, was, Garoppolo. it was a magical run. Magical run. Jimmy, for him, Jimmy Garoppolo is six and one against the spread, 85.7%. Really? Yeah. Then again, also, when you look at Garoppolo, look, look at it. It was also garbage time where they're kind of playing with house exactly. money. All that stuff happened with San Francisco. Some of those uh, wins and covers were not, like, truly legit. We'll, we'll get to see Jimmy Garoppolo this year when the 49ers are favored in a few games to see if he can cover numbers. All right. I, I'm sorry. I apologize to Rick from Long Island. Do we still have Rick from Long Island or do we lose him? we got a couple of minutes for the break here. All right, Ray. What, what's up, Rick from Long How Island? You? How you doing? Doing great, man. How are things? Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, we're, we're stoked that football's back. Let's rock. Oh, my God, I'm so ready, man. I've been uh, banging out uh, draft, fantasy football drafts, survival pools, all that stuff. <laughs> um, and you actually, you actually caught me uh, on that survival conversation. Uh, I initially I had the Ravens, but I, I, was, I was feeling that game out, and I, I feel a little sketched out. And then the way I'm starting to talk you out of it a little bit right now, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, Survivor can be tough, and like you were saying, you know, you want to you wanna go, and, and I guess you want to take the, the teams that, you know, you might not want to take later on in the season, but I've also realized with Survivor that there's, you may as well just take the sure thing early and just let exactly. everyone else lose in bunches. Especially this week, and look, I'm looking at NFL.com right now, so, you know, NFL.com doesn't speak for every Survivor player, but everybody's so nearly 30% on the Saints. But then after that, Rick, people are kind of torn and stuff. So, to me, you know, this is a week where some guys are going to get caught. I mean, what do you think, Cam? Between the Browns, can the Browns shock the Steelers? Wouldn't yes, totally they can. shock look, me? Look exactly. At, look, at, look at the point spread. It's four. It's four. You know, exactly. I know. Hey, come on. To me, That's and nice. you know, like you said, Rick, we, we, we tend to overthink these things. And a couple of years ago, I won 5500 bucks in the survivor pool. And I took the Houston Texans in week one. And no one else did. And, you know, and they were like six-point favorites, five-point favorites or something. But I really thought they were going to win. But honestly, I think the safest way to go is to play the numbers, Rick. Unless, you know, we got some sort of really big gut and, and a hunch and a reason. But take the biggest point spread. Like, let's not overthink this. Uh, you know, to me, the New Orleans Saints. I Listen, it would shock me if the Bucks cover, but they're not losing. Breeze wins this yeah, game. They're I not agree. losing this game. The Saints they're not, they're is the survivor losing. pick. Sure. No, I agree. Not losing. Um, real quick, uh, I wanted to run down my draft from last night. If that's cool. Yeah, bring Just it the, on. The team. Yeah. So what I got, got? Uh, I got, I got Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is a twelve-team PPR. Deshaun I like Watson, Devonte Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, 
Doug Baldwin, Saquon Barkley. I got Peyton Barber and Rojo as my RB2. Um, Greg Olson. I also got Jordan Reed and Alshon Jeffrey. And Carson Wentz as a backup QB. Well, you got a kick-ass team. You sure do. Yeah, I'm not just saying though. that. Marazzi, everyone hates Alshon Jeffrey eventually. <laughs> He's the one fantasy guy. Like, I even know. like the guys are with him, it's like, why oh, I got Alshon Jeffrey? But and there was another guy him. you mentioned. There was another guy that's hurt. I like Reed, but he's said? injury prone. There was uh, another guy, too. Oh, Baldwin. Sorry, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah. And it's funny because I got, I got Russell Wilson in our $1,000 carton league there with Engel and stuff. I didn't know it was $1,000. I got Wilson. And I'm worried. Who the, who the hell's Wilson going to throw the football to right now? Exactly. Like, if Baldwin's hurt and Ty Lockett better step up. Or we got to make Hey, thanks for the call, Rick. Don't be a stranger, man. I'm good, um, man. Thank you. Take care. Well, hey, Marenzi, I'll give you your picks. Picks for baseball. Yeah, yeah, quick, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. What do you got? I'll get the. I got a lot of do, a couple dog pooches tonight. Oh, Miami plus one twenty-five. We're gonna take the Halos at plus one fifteen. Parlaying the Dodgers, Houston, and Colorado to plus one seventy-two, and a two-game parlay with two favorites: your Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros with Verlander minus one eighteen. Have a good one, buddy. Say hi to Ricky Sanders. Ricky Sanders will join us next. We'll talk. NFL DFS week one. The prices are set. Let's do this.